0: Ladies and gentlemen, people of all gender expressions, thank you for checking out the North Bank Media Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Strevens. Joining me on the show this afternoon was Will Cardinal Mauer. Will is a man of Cree-Métis descent, he's a community support worker at the Bissell Centre in Edmonton, and he is an outspoken advocate for Indigenous rights uh, in this country. Um, Will was introduced to me by Brittany Ohi, who, if you've listened to this show at all. You've likely heard me mention the episode that her and I did, uh, back in February, uh, which a very important episode for me personally and for the show, I think. Uh, but for her to introduce me now to someone else, uh, who is a little bit more boots on the ground, who is legitimately a member of these minority communities, um, was very important. And I want to thank her for that. I think Will and I had a really productive discussion. I found it enlightening. I found it informative. I think in retrospect, maybe there were things that I, would have liked to push further on, but at the same time, I'm really working hard here to have the mandate of, you know, I'm not the one looking for debate. I'm not the one passing the moral judgment. I simply want to hear in a in a an open way, in a in a constructive way about uh, the guest's story and and their beliefs. And so you may say that some of Will's politics are fairly radical, but again, that's his point of view, and he was more than happy to share it in a pretty cogent and clear way. I thought. We recorded this episode uh, outdoors on a pretty beautiful day at Edmonton's Indigenous Art Park, which is just sort of south of the um, Walterdale Bridge across the street from Queen Elizabeth Park, ironically. Uh, I should also mention that Will is... um sort of doing some advocacy work for a case that is currently awaiting trial. I believe that's the case uh, in the shooting deaths of, uh, Jacob Sansom and Morris Cardinal. Those were his relatives. And he, I didn't know that until later in the conversation. So he, he shared some details about that. If, if that's something you'd like to know more about, I'll, I'll put some stuff in the show notes to help you, uh, learn more about that. But, uh, just a real tragic case. And I, again, was not aware that those were his family members. So to hear, to hear that from him was, uh, impactful for sure. Um, I don't want to preface it too much more. I think both of our views are laid pretty bare uh, in this conversation. So please enjoy this one. This is a great one with Will Cardinal Maurer. Fun. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. Let's we'll see what happens. Yeah, I right. it's from the heart, man. <laughs> right, it's, I'm not course. asking you anything you don't know the answers to. Right. Right. Alrighty. Well, Will, thanks for being here, man. It's mm-hmm. great to finally sit down with you.
1: Yes. Yes, nice to meet you, Patrick. It is. It's yeah. uh
0: it's been a long journey to get you here. I know you're a busy guy going through some stuff, but uh yeah. how are you doing these days?
2: Um I'm doing okay. Okay. Um been it's been quite heavy the past couple weeks with um, kind of the current events of what's going on in Kamloops and, of course, um, around Canada. Mm -hmm. So um, just kind of balancing that and work. Um, Just, uh, yeah, just kind of trying to stay positive. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: And so now for my info and for the listeners you Cree descent is that
2: yes correct? Um, i'm i'm metis okay Cree, uh from wolf lake metis settlement okay um it was a it's disbanded now in the 1960s but it's originally in between Biche and Bonnyville, alberta okay, okay. yeah yeah so, so my n- mom is yeah my mom my mom is Cree, and, okay uh, and then my dad is caucasian he's american actually okay yeah
0: and yeah. um that's interesting. Do you have much knowledge of your family bloodlines going back generations, or
2: um, I have a little bit of knowledge, um, basically just up to like the past, I guess, fifty years. I know some stories, mm-hmm. um, but that's about it. I okay. don't know much. I know, I know up to when the provincial government gave uh, my like my family um, settlement status, and I know when the government. Uh, took it away Uh yeah and so that's about yeah sure the the history i have
0: gave it and then took it away has kind of been the story yes
2: (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely um the settlements are actually only provincial okay um so only that you'll only find them in alberta saskatchewan and manitoba Interesting, um, And it's because uh, like treaty, if you're status mm-hmm. indigenous, um, you are, you live on a reservation. You have okay. a band, okay. a band number. Um, but Métis people, um, at, at least in Alberta and Manitoba and Saskatchewan, uh, we have settlement communities. Okay. So there's a difference between reservations and settlements. Oh, that's good to know.
0: Yeah. Is, there a di- is there a difference practically in like quality of life on those settlements? Um,
2: or? N- I would say because the um, the reservation system... It has definitely been more forgotten because um, okay. it's run federally, right, versus sure, sure. The, the provincial. Uh, they've, I mean, they've done an okay job mm-hmm. at, like, keeping the, the settlements um, uh, going, going, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, that's, it's interesting you say, you know, life, things have been heavy the last few weeks because of something that happened completely uh Outside of your life, right. in some sense, we're right. talking about the discovery in Kamloops, yeah. but also someone like you who's passionate about the, I would say, the activism, and you're mm-hmm. you're, you're in the community. You you are an abhor- uh indigenous. indigenous guy. There yes. we go. I yes. knew I get it. You're an indig- indigenous guy. Um, and you take that on.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wh- why?
2: Um. Honestly it was uh, so i grew up in like a very like uh, i grew up in a very white dominant community sure. um farming community mm. um iron river alberta is kind of the area it's actually just south of where the um uh where the the settlement originally was oh, okay okay yeah it's just like a little farming community and so i kind of grew up very disconnected from my culture mm. very um very separated from it okay um and I never really got a chance. I never really got opportunities to to connect with it up until I graduated high school and like moved to the city mm-hmm. about ten years ago. Um, but it was during my time growing up in this like rural community where I did never saw myself as indigenous. Mm. I just um, I was just you know one of the kids, right? right. They. Um, and, and at the same time, having no... And the only other indigenous kids I ever saw come through this tiny school that I went to, they were usually in like a foster home or, oh. or, or in group group home. Okay. Um, and there was a couple of those in the community. And, um, and so, of course, growing up, I always was curious why I would only see these indigenous kids for such a short time. They would come in for a year. So I, I went to a school, kindergarten to grade nine, only a hundred students. Oh, wow. um, so of course going to the school, you know everybody in the school, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, an indigenous kid would come through the school and, you know, I'd befriend them and we would be good pals for, mm. and then all of a sudden the next year they're gone they're and gone. I've never, you know, I'd never see them again. And um, it actually wasn't until I started working with, um, Edmonton's, uh, homeless community back in, so about 10 years ago when I first moved to Edmonton, okay. that was like one of the first jobs I got basically. And, um, and all of a sudden, uh, I'm working at the Hope Mission Youth Shelter and I see this, some of the same kids oh, wow. staying in the shelter yeah. that I went to school with, you know, back when we were kids. Mm. And, uh. And I just, it was kind of like an awakening mm-hmm. where I was like, at one point we were, you know, on the same level and, sure. you know, and, uh, and actually this person who I saw come into the shelter, you know, we were quite close when we were younger and they asked me later that day, like we used to go to each other's birthday parties. So oh, they, asked, they asked me later that shift that night, yeah. uh, they asked me, how did your life go this way? Wow. And how did my life go that way? You know, and I really sure. had to take a look and kind of check myself and see. <laughs> uh, what, what happened in my life that, you know, offered me, um, the supports and the safeties, you know, that I had versus that uh, she had. And, and I kind of, and that's kind of when I, and I I was like, well, this isn't an isolated incident, you know, there's gotta be more kids like this, you know, and sure sure enough, I find out of the 14, there was 14 indigenous kids that I grew up with in Iron River. Um, and out of the 14 of them, I'd say 12 ended up homeless, and this is and this is like, you know, 70 families. This is like this is like small town, sure, you sure. Know, rural Alberta, and and then I was like, well, there's and then seeing um, Edmonton's homeless population, 60 um, percent upwards to 60 percent Indigenous, okay, right, and um, and then you see in the prisons, you know, specifically, especially in. Uh, Alberta and Saskatchewan upwards to 70% of men and women in prison are indigenous and you have over 60% of children in care in Canada are indigenous and then I you know I see all of these statistics sure. the statistics and sure. I'm like well what like what's going on you know yeah. there's got to be something and it just kind of started the ball rolling okay. for me just um, just researching um, you know what really happened mm-hmm. to you know Indigenous people here, and um, and there's a reason for this overrepresentation. And when it comes to poverty and, mm-hmm. and, and crime, you know, and and addiction.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. S- certainly there is, and it's what does that look? Is that quite plainly? It's it's the trauma that has come down. It's yep. been the you want to say oppression, the yep. the inequality mm-hmm. of opportunity. Yep. 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 That has come down yep. since colonialization. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Is yep. it? It's that cut and dry. It's not it's yeah, not magic
2: it's not no and, it, and you, you don't it's like it's not a mystery you know so many people would like to think it's you know something that it's like the, the information that we don't have you mm-hmm. know but it's so it's so very obvious mm-hmm. right that justice is unequally distributed mm-hmm. um, you know um, and 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 even just the, the complete erasure of you know the atrocities um, has really just kind of like, um, like just the censorship in, in the education system. Right. I I feel like the education system is super key into transforming hearts and minds. Right. And it starts young. It starts with the kids, you know, and, um, and I feel that like, and I feel like obviously there's, there's so many people, right. Who don't know about these things. Um, and, and it's not like, um, I, you know, I never hold people responsible. Right. Um, you know, no one just wakes up one day and you know oh, I'm ignorant. You know, sure. I, I, I'm going to be racist today. You know, it's like it's they're conditioned. Yeah. You betcha. Oh, that's awesome. yeah. yeah. Thank Thanks. you. Yeah. Uh, North Side Center is the podcast no, this is just uh, my friend's T-shirt, actually. If you
0: want to check yeah. it out, it's called it's North Bank Media. The North Bank Media. Appreciate that. Yeah, this will be out next week. Uh, yeah, YouTube, yep, yeah. Apple Podcasts, North. North Bank Media. It's all a topic, like freelance. Yeah, it's anybody, yeah. Free speech. Free speech is number one, personal stories. That's awesome, guys. Yeah. Second question I got, sure. is there a nice lookout point
2: in this industry? There is, yeah. If you just go down this hill, you'll see there's a really nice open spot that looks over the Walpoo Dale, and there's some really cool indigenous do art, art down there. Yeah. Yeah. Right, huh?
0: You're a
2: Awesome. Do it's it. easy, man. It. Two mics, two people. That's all you need. <laughs> that's <it>. Yeah.
0: Cheers. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's all about. It uh, is. It, that's yeah. Cool. Sorry that people. you did get cut off there. No, that's okay.
2: Can we, what was, uh, um, just, re, yeah, just sure, recenter. I, I think basically,
0: kind of sure, on. no, not a problem. Yeah. Uh, this is the hazard doing it outside, although exactly. I kind of like it. It's
2: nice, the interaction. You have and to, stuff. man. Yeah, it's this humans is, being humans.
0: Uh, totally. Yeah. Totally. I think we were talking basically about how, you know, colonization of this country. We see that even today mm-hmm. in the, uh, in mm-hmm. the results, right. the, the trauma, right. whatever you want to say. How, right. Also, too, one thing that I learned about recently that I didn't know, like even the uh, indigenous concepts of justice do mm-hmm. not at all line up with colonial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're dealing with two cultures here that will never,
2: never work, right? so, never work. Yeah. So honestly, Adam, there's like a there's an indigenous thing. And it's like there was a, it's like there was a time before cops, you know, and <laughs> sure. there, and there will be a time after. Um, if okay. you think about the entire justice system, like the entire police force this country is built on, their original job was to remove the original inhabitants. Like they were hired by the crown right. and they were, they were sent to Canada to, to, um, to secure the new colonies. To secure law and order right. for the new colonies, and what they meant by law and order for the new colonies, it meant that there was some, you know, there was a bunch of, there was a bunch of Native people hanging out in their backyard, right? <laughs> and you know, we can't have that, right? No. We have a farm to build, sure. you know. So, um, the Northwest Mounted Police, right. uh, originally, um, as you know, we call them the RCMP now, um, but their original job was yeah, to clear the plains. And, um, and their whole, even if you look up like the March West, mm-hmm. um, it's very much glorified and glamorized and romanticized as this like, you know, incredible feat for Canada. Mm-hmm. But it's like progress, progress. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's even just funny today too, just bussing here from the north side. Um, we, uh, the bus went by the the RCMP headquarters. And uh, of course, they have a teepee. They have an RCMP teepee. Interesting. So it's a teepee, and the the RCMP logo's on it, and the RCMP colors are on it. And I, you know, as an an indigenous person, I see that, and I'm just like, you guys know that, like, that was your job was to originally destroy those things. Yeah, rip those down. Yeah, and now to see you build one of your own and, you know, and place your colonial language on it, you know, is... Kind of, yeah, kind of like a punch to the gut. It is. That that hurts, hey? Like, yeah. It's,
0: it's one thing to have done it and to maybe not to be acknowledging it a little yeah. bit, along, but then to do something on a symbolic yep. level. Yep. Now, is that done out of ignorance?
2: See, that I I don't think so. Okay. I feel like that is very calculated in the sense that um, I'll just can I I'll tell you a short story please, please. I'll kinda g- I kind of I want to give you like the history of Mount Rushmore okay. in South Dakota yeah um, and so it kind of relates to you know this RCMP TP um, so original let's let's start with um, the, lar- the largest mass hanging in sure. the United States history was um, well what was it 38 38 uh, Sioux people okay and it was ordered by Abraham Lincoln Abraham Lincoln wow. s- signed off on it. Okay. Um so Abraham Lincoln yeah was responsible for the largest mass hanging and it was all yeah and um so originally there was um there was an uprising in in I can't remember where it was. I think it was in South Dakota. Um, and anyways there was some Braves that broke out of a reservation and started pillaging some, you know, colonial settler villages and okay. um and and the government originally wanted to sentence 300, like they wanted to hang 300 of these men, um, when there was only maybe 20 involved. Um, but instead of hanging the 300, Abraham Lincoln um, reduced it to 38. But what he ended up doing is he went in, like they, he personally uh, picked the, the war chiefs, you know, he, per, he picked the medicine men, the knowledge keepers, the elders, the, um, you know, the teachers, the, the, the staples to the the community, and all thirty eight men that they hung held some major importance to the tribe sure and um, and and so it was a very calculated you know uh, power move to show just completely yeah. cripple sure you know them and um, and so anyways fast forward a couple years later you have um in, in the Black Hills, South Dakota, mm-hmm. you have the Six Grandfathers. So the Black Hills are a very sacred mountain site okay. to the Sioux people, and the Six Grandfathers is actually was actually one of their most sacred mountains. Mm. And um, and tribes from all over America would would pilgrimage to it to offer prayers and okay. and uh, and sacrifices and um, of tobacco, and. Um, And the United States, when tourism started, you know, taking over um, the United States, the United States Tourism Board decided to designate the six grandfathers for Mount Rushmore, Mm. and as Mount Rushmore is, you know, the presidents, uh, the the faces of the presidents, right? And so, not only is it the faces of the presidents, it's the face of Abraham Lincoln, who committed, you know, one of the worst, you know, atrocities to their leaders of the tribe. So it it was, it's very much an insult to injury right they said we can kill your people we can kill your leaders and we can take your sacred hills and we can blast our colonial you know faces on it as a reminder it's oh, a reminder sure it's not like you, you know you, you people would say oh ignorance right but like that is so calculated and of course those black hills are super close to the pine ridge indian reservation right okay. they're super close to so many different ones right as just a constant reminder of the power right of who's in power who's in control right? sure um this is what we can do and this is what we will do that's kind of what they're saying and so Obviously, this teepee at the RCMP headquarters, right, is it's very much on a smaller scale, but you know, it's a it's a power move, hmm. and it's you know, it's the colonial construct saying this is what we did, this is what we can do, and this is what we will do, and they do, hmm. yeah,
1: that, yeah.
0: No, that's that's incredible. Again, mm-hmm. I didn't know that, mm-hmm. and I, I yep. did a, I did an episode of this show a few mm-hmm. weeks ago with a with a girl who has Chinese heritage, mm-hmm. and she was telling me some of the stuff about how the Chinese immigrants were treated br- brought oh, into this country, and brutal. I just I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. It wasn't even that I... I just, no. You just and,
2: were never taught. just were never yeah. taught.
0: And yeah. that, I think, was where we were before we, we stopped. It was, I didn't learn about residential schools in when I was going to Edmonton mm-hmm. Public Schools. Yeah, same. I same. was in first-year university. I read a novel called Kiss of the Fur Queen by okay. Thompson yeah. Highway. Yeah. Great yeah. book. Yeah. Anybody should read that yeah. book. And that was like, oh. that was it, wasn't, it wasn't just like we traded and things were good. It was like, no, we actually raped the kids, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a problem there? Obviously, it's a problem no, there, no. but
0: is there a problem there with the, the school system? Yes, w- and that's wa- it. It's, it's whitewashed. It's,
1: yeah,
2: it's... Yeah. it's um, uh, we need to learn the history as the indigenous people experienced it. Mm-hmm. And we need to learn the history from the indigenous people because they're the only ones who know the truth, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they will... Like, the, the true history is not taught in the classrooms. Um, for example... Uh, I, I yeah I don't remember learning about residential schools in in school, um, but what I remember what I did learn about was um, there was a, a Beothuk woman. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm gonna butcher her name. It's I right. uh, I think it's Shanna Shanna Wattethit. She was the uh, the last of the Beothuk woman mm. or the last of the Beothuk people. Um, And so I learned that, like we and and this woman, uh, this Beothuk woman, she helped some explorers in Newfoundland chart a passage somewhere, and this is why she was famous. This is kind of why we were uh, taught about her. Okay, Um, was for what she for what she did for Canada, right? Right. Um, But I just remember in my textbook, right? I'm reading this, and you know, um, this woman the last of the biothuk people and then you know and then a massive page of all of this stuff she did for the colonizers and then you know i go back to it and i'm reading that first sentence i'm like mm. the last of the biothuk people i'm like wait a second yeah. like, why wait where where is the rest of them <laughs> and, you know you start asking those questions yeah. you're like where did the rest of them go and then i find out later you know after more research that um, the biothuk people were hunted to extinction uh, the colonists in Newfoundland they would go to church in the morning and then they would hunt the bio in the afternoon Jesus and then feast in the evening <laughs> and and that was a sunday that was and and to this day if you yeah the Beothuk are extinct um, Because of, of course a lot a, a major uh, a majority of them were taken out by you know the, the diseases as well right. but this but that was just like that was just cultural common practice uh, at the time. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, but we didn't learn about that. We learned about this woman and and what and how the government used her basically. And as soon as her role was done, as soon as she had, you know, fulfilled her role as a guide Mm -hmm. gone, you know, just Mm -hmm. like, I think, yeah, surely. Yeah. She, I don't, I can't remember what happened to her, but isn't uh, that
0: crazy? The last. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think she did that work by choice?
2: Absolutely not. It was probably a, you could do this. Yeah, and they portrayed her in the book as, you know, a very loving, kind, helping woman, you know, Mm -hmm. who helped the the white man, you know, and and, and did it out of the kindness and goodness of her heart when I'm sure she had a chain around her foot, you know? Yeah,
0: Yeah. you know, I was in Lake Louise just last month, and we we did a hike from from the lake up Mm -hmm. to first Mirror Lake and then Lake Agnes, and Lake Agnes is so named after Sir John A. MacDonald's second wife. Right. And I found myself thinking... That's
2: not the name of that lake. No, you know, and absolutely not. <laughs> you know? No, no, you don't. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah,
0: but that's a whole part of the the way that it, the colonization works, mm-hmm. right? It's it's mm-hmm. a, it's physical on the land mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the people, but it's also yeah. uh, uh, it's on
2: every level—religious, yeah. yeah. spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it rewrites. It does. It erases. Yeah. And and and. Yeah, there's so much deep history behind those things. And even just, like, thinking about, like, names of things, um, like the mount like mountain peaks. So there was a mountain peak outside of Canmore. It's called Squaw's Tit. Oh, good. And, like, you know, Squaw is a very, very, very derogative term for an indigenous woman. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and there's literally a mountain peak. Up until I think there was a petition. Jeez. Maybe it changed. Um, but also, I'm not sure if you're familiar with ha Leng Peak. Yes. So ha Leng Peak used to be called... Um, uh, like Chinaman Peak. Oh, good. Yeah. And so, again, just like, and that was, the name change didn't change like 20 years ago. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, there's so many, and, like, you know, I just Google, like, um, I, I type into Google Maps sometimes, like, like, like Dead Indian. Oh. And then Dead oh Indian God. Road, Dead Indian Lake, Dead Indian Park, you know, all of these things. And, How is uh, that still allowed? Right. And you could type in any sort of, uh, basically indigenous slur into google maps and you're gonna find that like there's so many places like names yeah, i hadn't that. even thought about yeah, that after like, there's those things. yeah so i mean it just goes on and on it, and on and on, on. and yeah.
0: it, it almost seemingly never stops no the, the the depths now what do you how do you how would you deal with the idea that we say well it's easy to look back on two three hundred years mm-hmm. and, and and condemn those actions yeah is there any, and I'm not asking for anybody ever to sympathize with those actions, mm-hmm. but is there a way in which this, the, I guess, how can, how can we possibly reconcile that kind of violence and those atrocities? How can we ever, is it even possible?
2: Um, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with, like, the, true, the Truth and Reconciliation yes. Commission, yes. you know, that kind of went through, oh, I can't remember the last year. It was, like, Stephen Harper's Big Apology. Right. Right. And Up to about 2015. 2015, yeah. Um, but when the they had the big conferences in each mm. major city in, mm. in, like, throughout Canada, and it ended in Edmonton, actually. I think that was back in... Interesting. 2012, okay. I believe. Um, and they had panels, and, and speakers, and okay. survivors, and apologies, right? right? It was right. like this big thing. That's right. um, actually funny, because as soon as that was over, they kind of just like wiped their hands yeah. and were well, like, uh, OK, we're done. We're good, right? We're good, right? <laughs> right? Like, you guys chill? Um, <laughs> but in reality, they there was uh, recommendations, um, yeah. the TRC recommendations. Oh, and there's, 90 and there's, of them. Yeah. There's quite a few recommendations. And, um, I think of, of all of them, they, re- they only implemented around 10, yeah. I believe yeah. compared to the rest. And one of those recommendations originally was, um, like check residential school sites for oh, remains and, and bodies. And, and sure enough, right here we are 10 years, almost 10 years later. Right. And they're finally getting around, um, getting to, that. around to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so those, I, I highly recommend anybody listening to this mm-hmm. to go and read every single one of those recommendations because they offer a lot of insight Mm -hmm. and a lot of wisdom and they were all drafted by like an indigenous council interesting right and um and how it's basically just um indigenous people um teaching others how they want to be okay you know treated
0: and in your in your mind and with your knowledge of that is it is it fair is
1: uh,
2: those um, recommendations yes yes i yeah the, 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 a lot of it's actually funny. The, a lot of the recommendations are the bare minimum oh. right so i mean if we can get them to implement them to a small degree mm-hmm. right there's a lot of wiggle room and you know there's a lot of there's obviously room for improvement sure. and there will always be room for improvement so yes i feel like it's a good place to start mm-hmm. um and another again another way is education reform you know um like if if uh if indigenous, they, they, you know, they say, well, the, like the horrors of the schools are, mm-hmm. you know, are too bad to, like, you know, too scary for, like, you know, children to teach children, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I agree, of course, to a certain age, but um, you know, it's like if, if indigenous children, <laughs> um, sure, you know, they, they they weren't too young to experience those horrors, right? It's like why Seemingly can't not. other why can't you know <laughs> white kids learn about them, mm-hmm. right? And um, and I feel, yeah. The education system really needs to, um, to be changed, and um, and, need, and indigenous like indigenous people speaking on behalf of indigenous people. Right now, you have yes. so many white people in places of power, mm. like even just like Indian Affairs. Right, the fact that that still exists is just that. like. Oh, such a... Oh my affairs. Yeah. Those are just some affairs yeah, we're looking exactly. Yeah, and you have a head of Indian affairs and guess who? They're white, you know? And, huh. um, and, and then you have in schools, you know, um, indigenous cultural, uh, like, teachers, and, you know, and they're white and you see uh, professors who, you know, and again, like I'm not saying that um, they're bad or like that they're not, like they don't know what they're talking about, but we need indigenous representation and in education and we need indigenous representation in mm. politics. Mm-hmm. Um, we need, yeah, just, we are, like, indigenous people are the most visible and invisible people in this mm. country. We're visible when we fit a, um, an agenda, like sure. Indigenous Day, you uh-huh. know, or on or, or, or Shirt Day, yeah. you know, um, but we're invisible every other day of the year, you know. Right. They, 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 they use us as props, They mm-hmm. um, and, and for example, I just want to talk about like sure. um in Banff um the the original tribe that was uh that was inhabited that inhabited the area around Banff um they were originally removed from their territory uh to the to the lower hills and i um, it was illegal for them to go back onto no. their to try because they had trap lines and you know mm-hmm. and they had their fishing spots and and all of their other spots and so yeah they were for 50 years they weren't allowed to go back um, into Banff except for 10 days Ten days out of the year, they were allowed to visit Banff. And those ten days were called Indian Days. And it was a it was a festival put on by the by the government, by the municipal government, and they brought all the indigenous people from the tribe in there for ten days of the year. Legally, they were allowed to be there to dance and to 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 give their regalia and to give their beads and to sing their songs. And then and then outside of those ten years. Early on, I'm sure it could have Mm -hmm. been punishable by death at the time. Surely it was, right? Yeah. And so just to think about that, Mm -hmm. you know, um, just really shows you how like how how the government treats us and how the government truly 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 views indigenous people right right? we don't want any more kind words we don't want any more you know meetings about reconciliation you know we don't want thoughts and prayers right we want policy we want action you know we want substantial change and we need it now because yeah people are like people are actively dying yeah
0: you're absolutely right i could i mean i obviously could not have said it better (laughs) so thank (laughs) Thank you you you. for saying that you're welcome um you're welcome uh, that you brought up an interesting point about uh, sort of tokenizing or using you as props. Mm. I wanted to ask you because it's right on the sort of the, the forefront today in Edmonton with with the Edmonton Eskimos changing their name mm-hmm. to the Elks. Yeah. And I'm not asking you to speak for anybody right. other than yourself, but right. I've heard multiple takes on this, and I'm mm-hmm. wondering is is it maybe just time that we shouldn't have sports teams named after Aboriginal tribes? Period. Mm-hmm. Is that just fair to say? Absolutely. There's no flat w- out,
2: flat out, and there's no yeah, there's no. There's no, it's black and white.
0: Okay. Okay. That's, that's cool. Now I have heard like you would not name your team something that was weak and derogatory. Like it was at the time, not, and I'm not, again, I'm not fighting you here, but it was not done from a place of being derogatory, but I guess it was seeing natives or uh, my apologies, indigenous as Mm -hmm. being something less than something that Mm -hmm. could be a mascot. that could represent something.
2: Right. Right. Exactly. Something not human. Sure. Right. Yes. Big and powerful and strong sure but not human mm-hmm. right you think about dragons mm-hmm. you know you think about gladiators mm-hmm. or i guess gladiators are human anyways that's not giants a good example. Maybe? giants yeah yeah eagles, yeah, you, eagles. you think about all of these fantastic like these fantasy creatures right sure. that we see for team names and stuff and and it's like yeah indigenous people were just seen as just as as not human and it's um and a very good example of this is like the Washington Redskins. Um, by the Washington Redskins being named, that, there is, like, that, that they were—I guess they changed it now. But um, there's a very there's a picture um, on the internet of a, I think it's a Jaguars fan. Mm. The Jaguars were playing the Redskins, okay. and uh, and the Jaguars fan has like a like a fake sword in his hand, and the head of a dead chief is is impaled on it. And, uh, you know, and and he's just standing there this right. paper mache, dead chief head, just screaming his head off at this game, you know, and no one's batting an eye. Right. Right. And so by yeah, by minimizing indigenous people to a mascot allows, you know, people to to do that.
0: For OK, example. well said. Yeah. Well said. It, yeah. it does dehumanize. It does. You know? yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. But no, I totally understand some of the some of the names were given to the to the sports teams right because again like you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't want to name your team name something weak and inferior i guess to some degree they thought they were respecting them but also you have to think about how um indigenous names everywhere you have to think about like when you when i say apache Mm -hmm. you know most people think of a helicopter you know and 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 that's not fair to the apache people right you know what i mean when i say dakota Mm -hmm. you know think of the state the state yeah. the vehicle you know sure yeah. yeah yeah and uh and and that's not fair to the to to those people right and there's so many names like that mm. where they have just completely lost their indigenous meanings mm. right they're just a, they're an object they're a car they're a vacuum you know what i mean they're all these things but they're not indigenous and so not so not, we're not just talking about mascots we're talking about native names across the board right right yep. and um yeah and again it's it's Of course, we're not going to like fight forward to like change, you know, like that's kind of, um, but at the same time, yeah, just uh, like the mascot thing is there is potential for change there as we see now. And it's been actually super exciting to see the Eskimos, you know, change oh. their name, and and to see like the Redskins, and now to see all of these other teams kind of also follow suit. Right. Well, yeah.
0: Redskins is pretty unforgivable. Yeah. Oh, you know, absolutely. That's you
2: know, when you think about the, like the Cleveland Indians, you know, and that's a lot of these also. sports teams that have those indigenous names and mascots, they, you know, like there's like the the tomahawk chop. Yes. Um, the, I Atlanta think Braves. The, yeah, the Atlanta yeah. Braves, right? And uh, the tomahawk like, and the the chant or whatever that they use is actually like a There's an indigenous tribe somewhere in the states. That's actually one of their songs. It's actually one of their like powwow songs, one of their ceremonial songs. And they've just, you know, doing that job, doing it during a game. And it's, you know, yeah. So it's yeah. There's just uh, when you when you see something that less than human or not is human, it's so easy to just completely, you know, bastardize. everything
0: maybe it is part of that colonial move then to just yeah yeah yes you're still in yes you're still visible Visible. in the culture but you're as a sort of sideshow that we entertain ourselves with
2: yeah exactly we throw money at
0: right right yeah so you said this before but actionable policy and Mm -hmm. and real change what Mm -hmm. what is there a certain i guess what i'm curious because your boots on the ground you're you're Mm -hmm. with the homeless you're with Mm -hmm. a lot of the indigenous community Mm -hmm. what is the sort of you know, because I'm guilty of this is Mm -hmm. when I I don't have a ton of interaction with them. Mm -hmm. But when I do, I'm always struck by the humanity. It's like, that's, that's life right there. And Mm -hmm. I just, for whatever, I've been sheltered my life. Mm -hmm. I've tried to Mm -hmm. reach out in some ways. Mm -hmm. This is part of that. But Mm -hmm. what is kind of the pervading sort of, or do they even have time to think about themselves culturally, about themselves in the municipal framework, or is it just like, just survival?
2: Um, I would say for a majority of them, it's crisis mode. Okay. 24 um, seven. Um, it's really cool, like at the Bissell Center, we have um, cultural supports available okay. for, um, uh, for the indigenous people in our community. Um, and so there's also just kind of like, um, an like a, like ap- a very apathetic, uh. right? Um, And I find this sometimes even like in indigenous youth Mm. um, and and, like in learning the language even and keeping the language alive. There's sometimes this general attitude of apathy where it's like it's uh, it's it's like, well, English is so much easier. Mm. Right. It's like, why? And I was there. I was also guilty of this at one point where I was like, well, why would I learn? Why would I want to learn like a dying language? You know, why? Why would I take the time to do that? Right. But that was back when I. Didn't understand how important the language is. Like, if the language dies, the people die, mm-hmm. right? And 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 the language is 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 everything. And then um, and so it's just trying to like get people, get indigenous people, uh, to get them, or like just trying to help them understand mm-hmm. that the importance of it and um, and the importance of. Of of holding on to it and then teaching the next generations that right because um yeah just at the rate it's going now Mm -hmm. yeah like there's still like i think it's like almost every day you know like an indigenous language dies out and um and it's like what can we do (laughs) you know yeah and and i feel like yeah even just like back to education teaching cree across the board Mm -hmm. you know making it making it mandatory to graduate high school with at least one credit in a Cree language course and one credit in a Cree history course, sure you know what I mean um, it 's really cool to New Zealand. Um, I spent a year there uh, okay. working at a summer camp, and New Zealand is very is very much steps ahead of Canada when it comes to indigenous. Uh, oh, yeah. Like representation and and, um, and policies. Okay. Of course, they're a lot smaller, and so it's yes. a lot easier for them to do it. And of course, the Maori tribe—they're um, they're just one tribe mm. versus here, right? You have the Kree, numerous, the Black yeah, so many. Um, so it's kind of hard to like transfer a lot of what they're doing on such a big scale. But um, like for example, yeah, like a lot of. Um, like everything in New Zealand is, it has the traditional Maori name. Mm. And um, of course you have like the big cities, Wellington, Christchurch, and you'll have some of the colonial names spliced in there. But like mm. every random road, every mm. random port, you know, has the, uh, yeah, has the Maori name. And, um, and the country as a whole, like um, they call the white people there Pakiha. Um, so this is cool. Pākiha in Māori is white turnip. So the Māori didn't, langu- didn't have a word for white That's when funny. the colonizers first came. Okay. So they called them the closest thing that they <laughs> could see. Uh, and it was a turnip. And so they called them Pākiha. And so to this day, the white people in New Zealand still refer to themselves as Pākiha. And the Māori have embraced Pākiha as Māori. So, for uh. example, here in Canada, like, I say we're all treaty people. You mm. know, the white people and the indigenous people, we both sign the treaties, right? That it's makes true. us both. That makes us both treaty people, makes us both on the same level. And that's kind of what the Maori have done in New Zealand, is they've taken the pakiha and they've kind of embraced them as their own. Right. And, um, and it's really cool because, obviously, like, they still have years of progress to go when it comes to, like, the treatments of Maori sure. there, but... Um, for the for the most part, every person I inter- every white person I interacted with there, they had a they had a de- had a decent base knowledge of the language and a, and a really big, good base knowledge of of the culture, ah. right? And um, and that started that started years ago, right? That started years ago within their education system, where yeah, kids couldn't like. I don't know if it's every school, but I know that yeah, the kids kids graduate consistently with Maori language courses and Maori cultural courses and I feel like if we could implement something mm. like that here right it would just change it would just change the fabric of the sure. of the nation of the country yeah
0: oh well said yeah. and that's an interesting example mm. that I didn't know yeah it's a sort of weaving you know mm-hmm. it's not assimilation but it's, no
2: it's a weaving it's an yeah. interconnectedness right mm. like I think about it like I think about what if things didn't go the way they did you know what if the colonizers allowed us to exist as sovereign nations you know Mm. Um, and you know I think about like how incredible would it be to just be biking through the river valley and you see you know a Cree family and their and their teepee and their fishing you know Mm. on the side of the bank just untouched unbothered you know just living their life like how special you know would that be and you know obviously maybe it wouldn't have looked exactly like that but obviously it didn't have to no. go the way quite as badly did. as it did right um but yeah i feel like there's I no. mean, you know and you probably have heard this term land back sure right and um and land back is my understanding of it you know there's a lot of indigenous people right saying it and to them it you know it means something different okay um to each their own um which i think is also beautiful um but i guess yeah for me it's the way i see it as is like like um, indigenous indigenous sovereignty over the land, where where indigenous people, if they were originally from that territory, they get the final say on what happens. Wow. Like they make the decisions on what happens to Mother Earth, basically. <laughs> um, and they and because I think it's like eighty, eighty percent. I can't remember the statistics, but like whatever's left of the world's natural biodiversity. Right. Um, I think, like, 80% of it is protected by indigenous people. Something, cr- like, something cr- uh, like, crazy like that. Really? Um,
0: so you're still doing the work? You're yeah. You're still doing the, like, yeah, the it's land still stewardship? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and if you think about it, like, you think about all of the, you know, the tree huggers and the, and the, and the <laughs> activists that you see, you know, like, like there's usually... Mm-hmm. Like, it's usually led, you know, by indigenous people. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just here in, in Canada, like uh, like Wet'suwet'en, in, in like the Great Bear Rainforest, like north, oh, like, like northwestern bec- north. BC, okay. right? Um, you have land protectors up there, and then you have um, the tiny house warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think they're just outside of Kamloops. Um, and they're, you know, they're doing land protection there, and then you have Land Back Lane on the east, uh, I think it's in Ontario. Okay. So, yeah, you have, you have these indigenous groups actively doing the work still, and, and even just thinking about, like, the Amazon and thinking about sure. the Amazonian tribes, right, that yeah. are actively fighting, lo- like, literally, you know, life and death for some of them, you know, fighting loggers in that jungle, you know. And so, yeah, we're, we're still, we still know how important it is, right, and we haven't stopped fighting for the earth, right? Mm. Um, because yeah, that transcends yeah. that transcends yeah. whatever, yeah, right? It's, it's, yeah. like, it's our it's it's within our very beings, yes. you know, to, yeah. to do that. You
0: know. Well, yeah. that's interesting. I, yeah. I I so maybe you can help me understand the whole the treaty concept. Mm-hmm. Was that part of the the reservation system?
2: Yeah, so basically the treaties, from my understanding, again like I'm not like I am not the expert. No, it's okay. Right. But um they they were uh they were written for again they were written for equal sides to partake mm. okay right and the the indig- and a lot of the treaties the indigenous people had had verbally and 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 um expressed mm-hmm. their demand like you know what they wanted and what they needed to be taken care of. Okay. And, um, and of course, every single one of those things were violated and none of them came into fruition. (laughs) and, and even like a lot of the treaties required a certain majority of votes and signatures from the indigenous leaders. Okay. And, um, and I would say almost all of the treaties were pushed ahead with, with, with even a quarter of the vote with a quarter of the signatures. Right. Um, some, uh, some, a lot of a lot of chiefs were were coerced. Um, sure. A lot of chiefs were threatened. Mm. A lot of chiefs were um, they would come and they would get them drunk, and they would put a pen in their hand and they would you know just get just something, get something you know. Yeah. And this is in an, an, an any sort of way you mm. know to trick them <laughs> sure. and on, on all ends yeah. And so again yeah the treaty again, in theory, is 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 two equal sides coming together in a partnership. Right. But from the start, it was never going to be that way. Right. I find that. Yeah.
0: Honestly, I think a lot of that comes from a Christian influence where Mm -hmm. it's like there's some ordained truth and we're just bringing it to you. Yeah. But it's like. Yeah. We were here. Yeah. And now suddenly you're here telling me there's laws and I can go here and can't go here. And I'm going to sign like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole. Another side of things, thing. right? I yeah. was—I yeah. took a cruise through the Wikipedia page for the, for residential mm-hmm. schools in Canada, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that was that ruined my night. <laughs> you know, but
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know? yeah, it's heavy.
0: But I didn't even know that they were administered by the church. Most of them by the Catholic and the United yeah. Church. Yeah. United Church has since apologized. More. Yes. Or
2: yeah. The, yeah. The United Church has definitely taken a lot of steps for towards reconciliation versus the Catholic Church, which has basically done nothing. Seems
0: to refuse to.
2: Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, it's actually super interesting. I found a news article from a Kamloops newspaper, 2008, I think it was. Okay. And uh, there was a guy for about 10, 10 years trying to tell the, the church in the area that you know the bodies are there and they have word, wow. they have, they have, they have physical proof, they have eyewitness proof, they have all of this stuff. Um, and uh, this article was called, oh, what was it, burials or bogus? God. Right? And basically, right. it was this, the, the article was basically just talking about how these Catholic leaders, these church ministers, just, they just gaslit the hell out of this guy. <laughs> and they said, um, you know, the, the church ministers were asked about this gentleman and they said, oh yeah, he, he, he's starting to get on our nerves, you know, this is what they were quoted saying. And, uh, you know, he's been on our back for 10 years now and, you know, like it's getting a bit ridiculous. And, and now looking, looking at what we just discovered, right, like last week, I'm just like the audacity, sure, right, Uh, to do that, and and they know, they know, right, right, and it's. I think, yeah, again, like the truth is finally coming out. Um,
0: But that kind of evil is is inconceivable on some level, isn't it? Yes. Like, how can
2: how can we? Yeah, and I, yeah, I honestly, yeah, white white supremacy, Mm -hmm. you know, is is the biggest threat to people of color in this world today. And I I think it's, it's, and it's the biggest, yeah. And and we see it five days ago when that Muslim family, you know, was run down by a white supremacist terrorist. And, and it's like, we just see it happen and it happens and it makes the headlines and then it just kind of gets pushed back. You know what I mean, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's like, yeah, white supremacy it thrives on that, it thrives on being forgotten about it mm. thrives on people not talking about it, it thrives on people not discussing it, um, and it exists on so many levels mm-hmm. in today's society, and um, yeah, and it's just a matter of confronting it, you know on every yep. level, and I'm talking about um, microaggressions from, sure. from 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 uh from like bank tellers you know mm. i'm talking about security guards who follow me through the mall you know like just little things and not being you know like com- combative or conflictive about it but just like being hey mm-hmm. that's not right this isn't not this isn't right and um and yeah if that yeah if that no i think mm. that's that's it's i get yeah.
0: sucked into what those things because ai can't really mm-hmm. uh conceive of it like i should tell you um Going back to my great grandmother, she was she was native. She mm-hmm. was part of the Dené tribe, yeah. and so my my grandmother then is Métis. Yeah, but I I'm, I was not raised in that culture. Okay, have I benefited from colonialism mm-hmm. all the way? Yeah. Have I suffered because of my native heritage or my indigenous heritage? Mm-hmm. Not at all. Yeah, but just so you're clear, it's something that I growing up within white culture, mm-hmm. there was so much racism mm-hmm. and so much just assumed about Indigenous mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. drunk, lazy. You yep. name, you've probably yep. heard it all. Yeah. To me, there was always something inside me that just told me that it wasn't right, mm-hmm. you know. But there was n- really nowhere to
1: turn,
2: right? You know. Yeah, you don't have the. Um, I mean, it's it's not like to go against the grain. Sure. In those situations, is the last thing as a human being. As, as a as a like a as a human being. Who you know um, fears rejection? Right. You know a human being who's um, you know so fragile in sure. when it comes to you know being accepted. I guess mm-hmm. yeah, I totally understand because I was very much as an indigenous person. Um, I get, you, uh, we call it uh, lateral violence, mm-hmm. um, which is basically being racist towards your own your own kind. Oh. And so as so in um, yeah, I used to I used to be the cool native kid because I tolerated all of the the, the Indian jokes, oh. and my white friends would be like, "Oh yeah, like you're so cool because you know you like you you're okay with this and you yeah. laugh at these." And of course, you know, I ju- it was just like a it was just like a. A defense mechanism, sure. right? That was safe. Yep. So that's what I did. And I would I would make fun of the... like. Well, I went to Iron River School, to, to high school in town. And moving into the big high school, right? Mm-hmm. We had kids come off reservation. And I remember I was told by some of my white friends that, like, oh, watch out for those res kids, like those res rats, they called res them. Like, rats. don't hang out with them. Right, Like, they're bad news. They'll, you know, like those Indians, those dirty Indians. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Im- now I look back and I'm like, do you know who you were talking to? Yeah, right, an, an Indian. An Indian, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, but but of course, in that moment, yeah, no, of course, yeah. And so I, I would make fun of them. I would make jokes. I'd throw slurs at them. Being being
0: and that's that kind of internalized colonized. Right, we're not yeah, exactly. I was yeah
2: yeah. I was I, I was benefiting from it. Right, I benefited from white privilege. Right, mm-hmm. having you know my dad have a stable job and you know st- high status in the community. Okay. Right, and um and, and you know and I look back. And that's how my life was able to go one way. Right. Right. And how my friend's life completely dropped went and went the opposite way. Right. I benefited from colonial constructs. Sure. And, uh, and I had so many more opportunities than a lot of these kids uh, would have had based on, you know. Um, Middle class, you know, right. Yes, right. I I did want to ask you that you you
0: painted that picture Mm -hmm. of being in the shelter and Mm -hmm. having someone you know ask you years later, Well, how Mm -hmm. did you get out of it? And yeah, is that the answer then? You had a two parent,
2: yeah, I had two parents that loved each other, two stable jobs, a home, a stable home, you know, yeah, Um, got to go to school every day, you know. Was able to afford school supplies. You know what I mean? Like right. just yeah, and just uh, I grew up very evangelical Christian as oh, well, right? So had the you know the supports of the, like the church also. I'm not a Christian anymore. No, um, have been deconstructed for like three years now. Deconstructed. Um, deconstructed. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but the but it was definitely yeah. But that I, the, that definitely played a part. And sure. Yeah.
0: Which is kind of yeah. what the church ought to do exactly you know? so much
2: potential <laughs> so, so much, much potential, potential. To, a good to, idea right yeah yeah to do that and to do good yeah. um and yeah anyways that's like yeah a whole nother no well we the topic well yeah. it is yeah i mean yeah uh,
0: to me so that's interesting hey yeah. is that is that you because and i don't know a ton about it but similar mm-hmm. to the african-american experience in the united states there's a dissolution a dissolving of the family mm-hmm. you know and it, it's in some that's what's killing, in some ways, that culture. That's where that yeah. culture is failing. Do you, is, do you see similar in the indigenous, where the, the family is breaking apart?
2: Um, pardon me. Like, sorry. Yeah this, is a, yeah. this is a half-baked
0: yeah. idea that yeah. I'm coming at with. Okay, that's okay.
2: <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, if you could just...
0: My understanding is that uh, African-American families in the United States, it's an over-representation of like, single-family
2: Right, living. Right, you know, yeah, it, it's like just, yeah, it's single parent homes. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah. and we know, mm-hmm. we know that that just does not benefit mm-hmm. the children.
2: So, some, like... I, generally, uh, yeah. I just kind of want to catch you there just for a second, yeah, but please um, do. please do. There's the, the government, and they like to demonize single parent homes. Okay, right. Um for example, like when we talk about children in care, like for indi- like Indigenous sh- children representing uh, over representing care, um, like we we say that like you know social sur- like children family services are is, they're still actively taking ki- native kids right sure. from their homes, oh, man. Um, and it's like and it's like because they're de- you know they, they demonize the family for not being or for having addictions or you know for sure. living in poverty sure, sure. but it's like what if all of that money we're giving to this foster home or all of this money we're giving to this 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 group home mm-hmm. it's like what if we funneled that into a structure that could benefit the parent mm-hmm. and get you know and so I know like um, sure, yeah, yeah so like sometimes some like, there's a lot of single moms out there mm-hmm. and they are just they are like they are phenomenal mm-hmm. like, they're doing so well and, and doing so well for their child and so when they talk about like so a lot, like a lot of yeah, they like to portray these single parent homes as being broken and being shattered and oh that 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 kid needs a man's influence or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, but when reality the kid is okay the mom is okay they're doing okay sure. but by just by having a single parent home they're they're already labeled as you know as broken or as you sure. know. um but i feel like yeah like if that yeah if that, like it's like why don't we just take that money and 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 put it into the mo- and put it into the mother you know what i mean and, and get her on her feet where sure. she can because the kid will 100 percent always be better off Right. In their culture with their parents. Yes. You know. And so, yeah, if oh. that kind of helps. No, that thanks for clearing that yeah. up. Because
0: then yeah. I'm thinking that maybe the nuclear family is a colonial concept. Oh, 100 percent. Right.
2: 100 like, <laughs> percent. Yeah, exactly. Who said that was, you know, the the, right. the, the, the 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 cut and dry or whatever. Sure. Yeah.
0: So mm-hmm. I guess to to continue on mm-hmm. that thread then. But yeah. do you still see then, OK, a, a culture or a, a family on whatever level, a breakdown where the where then the children just don't have the support that they need in mm-hmm. some. Is that...
2: Yeah. Well, the thing is, the kids don't have the supports that they need because the parents don't have the supports that they need, right? right? Um, You know, you have, like thousands and thousands of you know residential school survivors Mm -hmm. right Uh, you don't you'll never meet an indigenous person who's not in touch by some sort of you know intergenerational trauma Mm -hmm. um and so yeah the kids and like the the kids never have the supports is because the parents don't and um and then the parents are demonized they're bad parents you know they're like they don't deserve those kids and it's like in reality it's like it's uh it's a cycle you know yes. yeah and I know like even on the street I know three generations of homeless people wow yeah they like, live together they, they 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 stay at the shelter there's there's grandfather son and wow. there's or grandfather dad father and son you know sometimes I'm like all in the same all like side by like all three in a row three generations lost that's and uh hard to take. yeah yeah and so when we talk about you know the failings where, where, where yeah, kids don't have the proper resources. It's mm-hmm. like, well, they're just products of their right. environments. They're products of their upbringings. Yeah. How could they ever
0: be expect, expected? Expected? To, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They've they never born, even seen yeah, what it
2: would look like. Born two steps back. Right. Yeah. Now, that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, they,
0: I, every time I get into this, I learn something else mm-hmm. that just is shattering. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah,
2: actually. Yeah, right? yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Uh, it's, not, uh, it's, not it's not. sunshine. It's, it's <laughs> not. It's really <laughs> not. Rainbows.
0: No. It's really not. now. No. W- what, in your experience, is kind of the chief or leading causes of, of homelessness? It, and you can, keep, you can take that however you want, but what what is there sort of some, some things we're seeing that are just, you know, blanket in um,
2: some ways? Like, just mental health. Yeah. Yeah, I would say seven upwards to 70% of Edmonton's homeless people have mental health issues. That right. was, like, a statistic from, this was back in, like, 2013. Okay. Um, back when I, like, really studied them. But um, I would say, yeah, mental health resources for sure. And then just addictions Mm -hmm. um, also play a huge role in that. Um, And it's basically, like, I'm a firm believer in, like, harm reduction. Okay. Right? Um, Which is, uh, like, if someone's going to use drugs, they're going to use drugs. Mm -hmm. Right? And, um, like, they might as well be safe using them. Um, so like the the, the safe injection mm. safe injection sites, we you know, offer uh, community members like a plate like clean needles. You know, paramedics on yes. staff, nurses readily available. Because like if that's not there for them, they're just gonna go do it in an alley, and use with God some, knows what with God knows what needle they found on the ground, and you know, and do and and you know potentially overdose and die where no one's gonna see them. And you know, people and people will see that say that, see that and be like, Oh well they shouldn't use drugs then. Right. Right? And it's like okay, if it, will be, if it only if it only it was that. that easy. Right? Yeah. Um and yeah. so yeah, and it's just like a matter of um meeting people where they're at and addressing hmm. their needs as like individually. Yes. Right. Yep. And um and, and and you know the Rehab is nice, yes, and like, and and detoxing is nice, and getting clean is nice, but it's like, it's so much easier said than done, and, and to go with like a very much like rehab, like like Edmonton is kind of pushing for that, where they're shutting down the safe injection sites, and they're, you know, and yes, again, like, I'm not saying anything bad about rehab, but it's like, the only person that's going to make the choice to change is themselves, right, and, and sadly, I can even say for some of these people is they'll never get help. They'll never get 100%. better, right? Um, but let's 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 put them in a spot where they're gonna be loved the rest of their life. You know, let's you know let's right. let's put them in a place where they have some dignity. You know, yes. let's put them in a place where they can be happy, right? While still addressing, you know, their traumas and, you know, and still, like, allowing them to, you know, partake in whatever substances, right? But, like, there is a way to do it. Um, and yeah, I feel like, yeah, the biggest causes and impacts to, to homelessness in the city are, yeah, addictions and, and mental, mental health. health. Yeah.
0: And, we, and so much of what we know about that is that those stem from trauma, Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. As yeah, a yeah, again, yeah.
2: Nobody just wakes up in the morning. Sorry, yeah. Nobody just wakes up in the morning and it's <laughs> just like I'm going to do crystal meth for the next 20 years of my life. Right. Right. Yeah. Every single one of these people, they have a story. Mm-hmm. Every single one of these people, something has happened to them that's set in a chain of events, mm-hmm. a, a chain, like a, a, a set in motion. You know something um, that you know led them to where they are today, right? And um, and again, it's not a choice. Right. They can't just choose to get clean and get a job you know Uh, so many people love to say that you know oh it's bum you know why don't you just get you know why don't you just like put some clean clothes on and you know go 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 like it where the hell would i get changed exactly there's so many things that would like there's so many things stopping them from all of those things you want them to do right and it's just a matter of like seeing all of those barriers Mm -hmm. and um and trying to help them address each one
0: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I had a fascinating talk on this podcast a few weeks ago with with a, with a friend of mine who studies harm reduction okay. at UBC. Awesome. And yeah, yeah, I can pass that along. Yeah, I'm going to pass this along to her. Actually. Okay. So, yeah. Sweet. It's, Sweet. Uh, you know, yeah. I, and again, it's like I, I'm guilty of coming in. I just, I hope I can just say I, I came in ignorant. No, of course. You know?
2: No, I, I totally understand. And as you yeah. start
0: thinking about safe supply mm-hmm. and, and supervised injection, it's like,
2: It makes right, like
0: uh, this is audio, so people can't see, but it's like, right, yeah, duh, duh, right, like, duh. And okay, let's, if you will, entertain me. What then is the alternative? How could you possibly?
2: Oh my gosh, the the alternative, there is no alternative. There's a lot of like, I worked, um, like, again, a lot of recovery stuff is like religious. Oh. right yes. uh, yeah, you know the what 12 I mean steps. yeah the 12 steps and stuff and that's not for like that doesn't work for everybody you know what no. I mean and so the like the alternative is it. are those things that's kind of what's only available what's right. only accessible right like you have Teen Challenge you have um, you have a lot of these faith based recovery programs okay. right and so that's basically the alternative, and it always has been. You know, if you think about recovery, um, there's always some sort of religious... Even the notion of influence.
0: rehabilitation recovery is yeah. a religious
2: yeah. uh, Christian yeah. notion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of the alternative, and that's no alternative. No. That's, yeah, <laughs> For some, does. yes. Sure, for some, yes. Yes, it does. But,
0: but you have to, again, yeah, like want stop, to take yeah, that.
2: Stop forcing, you know, sc- uh, like a, like a square peg into right. like a circle hole.
0: Have you ever, uh, yeah, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. And that's kind of what the whole thing has been. The mm-hmm. whole sort of post-colonial trying to whatever, do whatever, mm-hmm. is, is that yeah. square yeah. peg, round hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you have you ever, because you spend a lot of time with, with folks that are homeless or, mm-hmm. you know, high risk, I guess. Yeah. Um, vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever had like some conversations with these people, uh, with people, mm-hmm. not even these people, just right. people, yeah, right? People. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those other people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. um, where, where you've where there's been some kind of clarity in them where they just say this is what happened to me this is what I want to do like mm-hmm. do you see some success stories well, maybe well
1: absolutely
2: yeah. like um, working with this community for as long as I have I've definitely seen both okay right the success stories and the horror stories um, and it's always and of course the horror stories more often okay um, but the good stories definitely outweigh them in the sense that yeah like I've had yeah I've had so many instances of of people um, getting clean, um, getting a job, getting housing, you know, becoming um, stable. And um, and sometimes it doesn't even, like, sometimes getting clean isn't uh, a part of that. Like, okay. sometimes people are still able to act. Like, um, they'll get into, um, there's, like, supported livings okay. or supported residences where they're... Um, the substances are controlled, right, Okay. and given out and distributed, okay. right, um, while they can still leave. Like, again, it's all about just them. It's all about personal, right, comfort and health and, and happiness. Sure. And, um, and so, yeah, I've seen community members go the route of getting a job, getting their own place and, you know, doing that. And I've mm-hmm. also seen community members go into these, like, assisted living places. And, um, you know, and, and, of course, you know, there's, there's the argument that, you know, it's a very colonial argument where it's like oh well those people aren't helping society you know what I mean like all people just need to help society and, uh, and, you sure. know, and be productive members of society and right. I was just like um, yeah it's just like a very colonial mindset interesting and it's like, yeah. I've
0: made that argument on this podcast yeah. But, yeah. but this way yeah. it's more like even if we even if you did accept that, that was what mm-hmm. you wanted it was a productive society yeah. like that yeah. why then wouldn't you want everybody to get healthy
2: first exactly and, exactly uh, right Yeah. yeah everybody can help things in some way, right? But they just need to help them. Yeah. They just need to help themselves first.
0: You are no good to anybody if you're sick like that or or unhealthy or whatever.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no, I've definitely seen, um, people get housed and that's actually quite cool because the Bissell center, um, it's on a shelter. So um, it's a drop in space. So mm-hmm. some of the some of the people that do use our space, they are housed, but that's where their community is, is in that space. Okay. Right. So it's cool. We get to see them housed off the street in a safe place, but then we they also get to like be with their friends, you know, be uh, with the people and, and which and, you and, need. And, yeah, which they need. You know what I mean? And so sometimes these housing programs, they'll like house a guy like way northeast side, you know, and he's only like, and then of course like a week later, he's back staying at you right. know at the shelter right and 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 it doesn't make any sense and and to him he's done nothing wrong you know he's like this is this is my home these are my people why would you send me over there and even sometimes they don't even get they don't even get a bus like sometimes even just like lack of uh uh transportation you know what i mean um and yeah yeah so there's the resources are there um but yeah sometimes yeah they just don't get taken care of like the way they need to be
0: no that's interesting mm-hmm. stuff man yeah. and again things that i hadn't thought about it's like yeah, yeah get the guy some help but it's like well shit he's way yeah exactly yeah <laughs>
2: exactly you're just isolating him and <laughs> sure. if anything gonna make it worse you're gonna you're gonna he's gonna do something potentially to the the place right sure. or um yeah he's bored yeah exactly you know yeah
0: No, what yeah. has been when you've seen these people get clean and they get housing or, mm-hmm. or they, they start to improve what is is that that has to start within them right there has mm-hmm. to be that I'm. I want to get better.
2: Now. Absolutely. Yeah. It needs to be like. See, the thing is, like, I, I learned, v- v- at the very start of like working with this community, um, I learned very early on that uh, I could, I could, I couldn't change anybody. I couldn't save anybody. Okay. Um, right. I couldn't save them. But what I can do is I can love them to a point where hmm. they see themselves needing. Um, Whoa. Uh, of help and I'm not even yeah, and not even yeah I can even just the word save I don't really like to use sometimes because like there's like have you ever heard of, like white the white savior ah, yes, right yeah. okay uh, but anyway side note um no, it's, help it's like, it's yeah, let's just talk here. about yeah, yeah let's talk about help and it's just like yeah I can I can only love a person to the point where they they need help and I'm always going to be there for them to reach out and sometimes if not that's also okay hmm. right yeah, it's just it's just it's just a matter of being there for a person consistently and showing up and supporting them and loving them and being like I love you regardless if you change or not. But obviously I would really like it if yeah, you did. It'd be, you know. Right.
0: Yeah. Man, that's massive what you just yeah. said. There to love yeah. somebody enough that they could then maybe see in themselves. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, that is what yeah. is really lacking yeah. in this show, world. Yeah,
2: show them they're valued, mm-hmm. you know. It's all about self-worth. How do you love other people, right? If you can't love yourself? How do you take care of other people if you can't? Yeah. Mm. How do you even care take care of, of, care of yourself self, if you don't yeah. love yourself? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what I was. <laughs> we got trying there to together. Go man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All good. Yeah. All good. Yeah. And um, and that and that unconditional, no strings attached type of love is what people need. And yeah. yes, like a mother's e- love yeah, almost. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. No agenda. No agenda. No. Meet people where they're at. Like I, I go into these situations. I'm never, ever, ever trying to make them come up to where I am. Mm. I'm always going to go in there and meet them where they are. And then from there, I can help them get out of it, you know, slowly and surely. And, and again, like some of these guys, like I've known for like eight years, and they're still homeless and, 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 and sometimes worse than they were before, but they're still alive, they're still kicking, they're right. still fighting, and, that's, and I applaud them for that, you know, and that's really all, yeah all we can do sometimes for
0: sure and that's yeah. another thing too is not to pass a moral judgment on, well, on exactly them, right? yeah that's man. that now it struck me when you were talking about that unconditional love mm-hmm. and, and me mm-hmm. who then fills or do they not need someone to then bring in a little bit of what you might call tough love or this mm-hmm. sort of hey man like look at your situation or is it not even necessary it's like obviously i'm homeless
2: yeah honestly when it comes to tough love i don't know it depends on the person or and or how they respond right to certain things because like i know there's some community members yeah where you know we have that type of relationship right where i can just tell them to like get their their shit together (laughs) and you know we can laugh about it okay um right but but um yeah i I guess yeah it's it's uh it's it's like guess situational okay um but yeah for the most part yeah i i don't yeah, that 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 concept of tough love. I believe lot, like boundaries. True. Like yeah, setting healthy boundaries. Setting healthy boundaries and um and just um and being and being like I don't know, like stern with or you know, just being like upfront, being real frank, being yeah, frank, yeah. being real with people, I think yeah, is very real. important. And you know, and sometimes telling people things absolutely that they don't want to hear, you know, is also very important. So there's certain ways to distribute that tough lives, okay and it's still yeah again and it, yeah
0: and it matters who you're giving it to right exactly. some people are just i'm not going to get anywhere with that so <laughs> yeah, i'm not going to exactly, give it. <laughs>
2: exactly exactly <laughs> yeah it's definitely person-based
0: right on yeah now do you find that doing that's uh it's funny i, I thought that you because i've read some of your facebook posts and you're <laughs> pretty outspoken i guess <laughs> as a what do you want to say an advocate a- ad- activist. activist
2: yeah
0: but i did yeah. not know that there's which I'm Mm -hmm. happy to hear that Mm -hmm. you have also you're doing the work you're actually trying to heal your community as best you can but does that take a toll on you personally at a point
2: um it does like I I definitely after six years working front lines at the shelter um I I got like PTSD like I'd, uh, I'd never had PTSD or depression before and then post like burnt out i guess is the term sure. that, you know we use in the in the field mm-hmm. and i burnt out quite heavily um but i learned how to recognize burnout and Good. i think that was one of the most valuable lessons i took out of that um because yeah like the front lines work was like was def i definitely stayed in it too long Okay. Um, I definitely, st- uh, but then again, I I stayed for the people. Um, I knew the level of care I offered and the level of care I gave, and <laughs> nice. um, and I knew if I left, th- th- the they wouldn't be treated the same way, and so I stayed as long as I could for that, and I'm thankful for it. But then again, of course, with the mental health stuff that came up out of it, right, right that was really tough. Um, a lot of secondhand trauma. That's um, interesting. Second-hand second trauma. trauma yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you you deal with
0: to go with your own personal you trauma, with my own trauma. That, right.
2: Yeah, exactly. Taking on, but see, um, being like being indigenous and but growing up in the white community. You right. know, again, I didn't like my life was good growing up. Sure, my life was good. My mm-hmm. like my life, uh, I have no complaints, right? Um, but because of that, I've been able to. I have the capacity to take on yes. other okay. other, and and uh, and it's been quite incredible because, yeah, since my my passion for working with indigenous people, um, me growing up, non-traumatized, <laughs> I've been able to take on other traumas okay. and, and just be able to be like uh, be like a like a, like, a, like, a, like a like a like an indigenous face you know like an indigenous person who understands yeah. the spirit and understands the culture and understands the traditions and um and and it's actually been quite incredible connecting with yeah the indigenous people on the street um mm-hmm. and having the yeah the capacity to um to listen to them and to and to and just just to be there honestly because you have some right. you have some people with with their mental health and um, and they'll they'll be yelling or they'll be screaming right and um, all of these things they're not yelling at anybody directly Mm -hmm. but they're just yelling right and i just like you know and and a lot of the times it's it's about the abuse they've endured, the abuse their children might be currently enduring um and a lot of the times yeah i can just like enter their space and just like and just be like hey what's up like what's going on? Interesting. Like why? Like 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 I'm not here to punish you. I'm not here to, mm. you know, tell you what to do. I'm not here to tell you to stop yelling. Keep yelling if you want. But like, what's going on? Mm. Why? You know, just right. and and just like giving them an opportunity to to communicate that, right? Right.
0: Because something's trying to come something,
2: out. Something. Yeah. Exactly. They 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 have something to say, and um and I always have the time to listen, and um and so, yeah coming back to like the burning out phase mm-hmm. learning about being able to recognize burnout has been huge because now I know working back in the field again I know where my limits are I know like how much to take on okay I know when to you know leave it at the door you know and stuff like that and yeah, and, and just yeah, gotten yeah, yeah. a lot better at like taking care of yeah, taking care of myself in that sense. Right on.
0: So you've learned a lot about yourself then as you've he, he, taken on this. Yeah. Now, are you careful not to see yourself as a savior? How do you see yourself? As Honestly, a, I a just... A servant
2: or... I, I don't know. I just... Just a guy. <laughs> I just Yeah, I just love people. Okay. And and I, I love being with people. And I know... Again, I would, I've been offered a lot of things in my life that I'm super thankful for. And I know there's a large population out there who were never offered those same things, right. and so in my brain, I'm like, it's just obvious. Like, let's just let's just give that back. Let's just be with those people, you know. And uh, and yeah, I don't know. I I I don't. Yeah, again, I don't like the word savior. I, I don't. I, I just yeah, just like a just like a guy who yeah likes people. Right on. Yeah, I don't know. And
0: you're doing what comes naturally. It mm-hmm. seems like.
2: On, yeah, honestly, it's. It's, um, I, yeah, it doesn't even feel like work. Right. You know, it's just like, yeah, I get paid to love people <laughs> every single day. And, and, and I, it's so funny because I, you know we look at it and yes I'm, I'm giving them support and I'm giving them counseling or I'm giving them socks or giving them a sandwich sure. but it's like in reality they're blessed like I am the blessing that they return back to me you know with their humor and their stories sure. and their company uh-huh. like it's like that's the true reward hmm. you know like as much as I think I'm giving it's like the, like I'm receiving so much more and my heart is being yeah so much like yeah being filled yeah yeah and and it just reminds me why I do it you know yeah yeah
0: that that sounds like a real sort of compassion that that I think everyone would would do well to maybe just try a little bit of it you Mm -hmm. know it's yeah yeah compassion awareness maybe just honestly just like
2: yeah even just like I would just yeah I would love to see a little bit more understanding Mm -hmm. you know even just in a small degree and even just like I don't know even just the words like the language we use I'm sure, sure like you've heard like the word like crackhead yeah yeah it, like I, I, I I'm again guilty I've used that word many times and I've definitely called you know people that many times but <laughs> but now we're kind of in a place where yeah I was just kind of like crackhead like that's like that's so violent that's so gross that's you know what start. I mean that's not yeah and it's um and now I'm just like I'm catching myself so it's just like yeah it's all about yeah the language we use as well when it when we when it comes to people right that's really interesting
0: yeah we talked a bit about that i think before mm-hmm. we started rolling about mm-hmm. you were just educating me on the terms and it's right. like because then we're not even having the same discussion is what i said no like, exactly i, I call you a crackhead it doesn't matter it's not about the crack <laughs> yeah right? no it's, it's not
2: no it's about the person right <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and it's never it's never in a positive no light you oh, know. you crackhead. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. So, I, I don't know where that came from. But no, hey, yeah. that's, that's important, <laughs> yeah.
0: though, and that brings yeah. me to, well, it, mm-hmm. to me, it, it's, it's something that is on, on, some, on a sort of higher level. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say metaphysical mm-hmm. analysis, but the way in which we're using language to make sense of our world. And you want to say that colonizers came in, and mm-hmm. part of it was using language. And mm-hmm. even today, you call somebody something. And fine, that's what they are to you. Mm-hmm. But but then now, in some way, now that's they've become that to themselves. Yeah. They've, in, they've inherited
2: that. Yeah. They didn't ask for that. They didn't ask for it. No. You know. Oh, I just hear drumming. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Nice. <laughs> and and singing too. The right? singing, yeah. Yeah. Is that
0: something you partake in ever?
2: Um. Actually, it's fine. My uncle is slowly teaching me. Nice. Yeah. How to like sing and drum. Um. I, it's yeah, definitely something I would love to learn more of. Sure, not there yet, but I yeah. have to
0: say, as someone who's just a ter- like a terrible musician mm-hmm. for a hobby, mm-hmm. that those songs seem incredibly tough. Yo,
2: hundred percent, and like the like, melody, and, and yeah, and just like the 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 level their voices reach, like right. the, like the, I don't know the falsetto or like just like the the, the highness of yeah. the voice, and to consistently sing in that, and and the fact that they're you know they're like each like each word that that comes out of their mouth is you know is is the language and is a story you know and and people you know they can just be like oh it just sounds like nothing but it's like in reality it's like such an incredible uh woven piece right right it's from deep deep yeah and historic like thousands some of these songs thousands of years old Mm -hmm. and it's like what like like who can we say that about any sort of you know music that we've had in the last you know two hundred years ever? Yeah. ever? My,
0: my right. mind went there and I was like no because to go there you'd be going to like Rome or the Vikings <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, I don't know any exactly. That music. Yeah,
2: I don't know the history behind that, but yeah, it's quite special to be able to still practice things that are thousands of years right. old and to be able to still have them. Yeah. Is, is so important.
1: That,
0: and that's mm-hmm. what gets lost in so much of this is the the real richness of, that, of uh. the in, ab, indigenous culture, mm-hmm. and of course there's many of them. I was actually sitting here a few months ago with an indigenous fellow, yeah. and I said something to that effect, and he's like, well, first, there's, how many indigenous cultures are there to yeah. begin with? And yeah, the tribes. So yeah. to sort of revisit that in my own mind and come to you, it's like, that's such a deep, rich, cultural uh, yeah. history there, man. Give
2: me one second. Sure. I just want to... Um Because I think in Canada alone um, there are there's over 630 First Nations communities that represent over 50 nations.
0: 630
2: uh, indigenous communities in Canada and they represent more than 50 nations and 50 indigenous languages. Yeah, Um, Yeah. And so you have to think about in each of those fifty nations, like they all have their own type of ceremony and their own specific way, right. you know. And and to think that that's what's left, like imagine, imagine what, what was taken, what, you know, sure. you know, what like, was? yeah. Imagine the Beothuk people. Imagine the songs they sang, you know. Imagine the ceremony they partook in. It's like we'll we'll never know. Yeah, so much of that is just lost. Yeah. right? it's just been. Yeah, and for what? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean. Now, here's one I'd like to run by you, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to work on this. I don't know if you said this or someone said it, where there's this sort of movement to just really not celebrate Canada Day mm-hmm. in a patriotic way. Yes. Which is like, I can in some way get on board with that, but yeah. do you do you know is there, because you also can't deny, due to colonialism or not, yeah. there's a lot of progress or there's a lot of uh, prosperity in this country for millions of people. Mm-hmm. Is there a way, is there a way to have that discussion where we celebrate Canada for what it is? Mm-hmm. But without, but of course not. So how would you take that?
2: Honestly, like I'll just give like Thanksgiving for an example. Like I, yeah, like I, (laughs) like I, like I hate Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving is like very much a colonial holiday. Um, Thanks for what? Right, exactly. (laughs) Um, But then my my family still practices it. And of course, you know, I'm not just going to be like, no, you know, F Thanksgiving. Okay. F all of you. No, it's good. Exactly. But like in my brain, I'm like, I don't have to actively celebrate the real reason for it Ah, you know like you can you can totally i feel like you could take canada day and make it your own thing but you need like again like yeah like um it needs to come from a deep understanding of mm-hmm. you know of what's happened, what's been done, and um and yeah, and to be patriotic about Canada at this point is just like i I don't know how one can be. Okay. right. I feel like if Canada has a true reckoning with their history and a true exposure, you know, and a true like change, then I like again. Um, I'm super thankful to live here. You know, I, I think it's a beautiful space, right? Mm-hmm. And again, it, it offers, yeah, wealth and prosperity to so many, um, but at the same time, on the backs of, right? Right,
0: as a result of. Of,
2: of, a, of a people group that lost everything, right? Yeah. And it's not until Indigenous people are treated equally that, that we can be proud of, mm-hmm. you know, the space that we actually live in. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's. I'm happy yeah. to hear that yeah.
0: I, because I am fairly comfortable calling what occurred here a, a genocide.
2: 100%. You know, 100%. That, that's yeah. a
0: recent move for me. I didn't really think yeah. about it. No, but then that's the,
2: a, yeah. It, it comes, like, again, we're all on our own journey. You know what yeah. I mean? And we're yeah. all coming to terms with certain things. And then I see it in a lot of people, the progress they're made and, and just kind of how how they've been able to, like, internalize what's been going on and how they've been able to. Um, change themselves you know positively sure like you know in a forward motion and and so yeah no i still have like yeah no i totally understand that yeah the 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 mindset change right. You because know? yeah. i'm
0: trying to reckon with growing up in a fairly sheltered way and mm-hmm. it was like canada day was this was a celebration of yeah. what this land was yeah. but yeah well you said mm-hmm. it best it's like until we reckon with what really yeah. happened, you can't yeah. really be a patriot.
2: Absolutely. no and again, it kind of like like that. Make Make America Great Again. Sure. You know, like America was never great <laughs> to begin with. You know, right. and it's but basically, what Make America Great Again is like. We miss the times where we were allowed to be, you know, racist, completely, and so, and completely <laughs> ignorant. You know. Sure. Sure. Yeah, and so that's just kind of the example. It's like, yeah, it's like, how can we be proud of a history that's been so terrible? Um, and sell and but but and just be so bl- like actively blind, right?
0: Right. But what what the success of Make America Great Again and how many people clambered on? What does that tell us? Like the, that there's
2: there's so many people out there like that. Right. Right. <laughs> and it's, yeah.
0: Is it just ignorance or is it is it hatred? It's I think hard to reconcile it is. The,
2: Yeah. It, it's um I'm sure it's both. Right. Right. Um, but I feel like it's a, a fear. It's a It's a, it's a, for, I think for a majority of those people, it's a fear that once, if they confront one thing, then they have to confront everything. Sure. You know, where, let's say you have like a, like a Republican family, right? Mm -hmm. Who all love and support Donald Trump. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, you know, slowly after all of the terrible things he's done, you know, maybe one person in the family is starting to be like, okay, guys, maybe we don't. Idolize him like we do. But then, and then of course, the lash out will happen. And it's like they cling to these ideologies so tightly because they don't know anything else. You know what I mean? They think equality for indigenous people means inequality for them. Right yeah when in reality we're just trying to be we're just trying to get a seat at the table, right do you know what I mean, whereas they think we're taking their seats away, but it's that's never been the case that's never been the case, and um, I think it's one hundred percent fear based and they are just holding on to the last bit of you know privilege mm-hmm. that they still have, you know because again, I feel like things are changing okay right? and um, and and I think f- things are slowly moving forward, but yeah, when we talk about these minds that refuse to change, 100%, they live in fear right. of of what they don't know, what they don't understand, and um, and it's gonna, it's a fear of losing. They right. don't want to lose what they have, right? But it, again, if they even just lost maybe a little bit, of the, it could benefit, you know, right. somebody else. Because whatever,
0: I guess with that mindset, they're sitting there thinking, well, I am superior to those people. Mm-hmm. If suddenly they're up here with me, w- yeah. what am I?
2: Yeah. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, and again, yeah. If we go back to like the Donald Trump thing, if you, if you call out one bad thing he's done, you're gonna call, you know, you gotta call out the rest of them, right? right? And so it's so much easier just to live in this bubble, you know, um, of everything is fine, everything is happening the way it's happened, and everything will continue to happen the way it has. And Mm. it's like, yeah, and and they and they, I think there comes a point, yeah, where they willfully choose that.
0: Has you know, to be, yeah, a willful blindness. A
2: willful blindness, yeah. Because no, again, no amount of proof provided in a colonial context will be enough, right? We could still, there's still so many people in this country that sympathize with residential schools, mm-hmm. you know, and I've had conversations with people who, you know, um, talked about, oh, well, at least they learned English, you know? Oh, well, at least this, at least that. Um, but at the same time, Sorry, where was I going with this? I
0: don't know. I liked it, though. Um, no amount of proof in a clue. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have a lot of residential school survi- uh, sympathizers. Right. And you could show them, you could literally show them the bodies <laughs> of the children. Sure. And their minds aren't going to change. No. Um, and, and it's like, then that's why we need, like, you know, and that's why we need that, like, complete reform you know of yeah. like the education system and because it's like it takes a long time to change those mindsets that have just been drilled into people for you know for so long yes, yes. yeah
0: that's you know it's yeah. funny i was in a situation on the weekend where uh somebody was t- taking a fairly white supremacist stance on some things mm-hmm. and i was just so stunned that i couldn't react mm-hmm. and and this I'm not naming names or whatever but this, yeah. this guy and then somebody else in the group spoke up and they were getting into it sorry this was in a group convo or it was it, uh, in in real life oh you, personal, okay sorry sitting around sitting around oh okay. without giving too much that's okay that's okay yeah some yeah. people got into it and i i oh. was so stunned that i almost felt bad that i couldn't i couldn't speak and say my point of view on the thing but mm-hmm. i guess it was, he he uh, there was a you said no amount of proof in the mm-hmm. colonial context would ever be yeah, enough yeah. and this guy said something to the effect of no amount, he said. No matter how much we do, it'll never be enough. But he was saying it from the other side of things. Like it's like no matter what we do, they'll always ask for more. Yeah. It's like, it's funny that you were actually coming to the same thing, but just on,
2: on opposite sides <laughs> yeah. of the spectrum. I, yeah.
0: I was, I was stunned, and I actually felt some guilt that i couldn't Mm -hmm. because here i do this podcast where i talk about these ideas and it came up in real life right and i just
2: yeah some yeah sometimes i mean i feel like there's a time and place for those conversations right and um and i don't i don't feel like i mean you thought of it right and next time then you can speak on it right yeah um and again and that just comes with yeah just catching people like just like you know, your friend says you know, a, like a bad native joke, or you know, calls, you know, somebody like a like a slur, you know, and it's just like white supremacy lives in safe spaces, you know, sure. and it lives in echo chambers, and it lives in in spaces where it never, you know, it can thrive, mm-hmm. and so um, yeah, it's just like. The way we start is we, we we start affecting it is like having difficult conversations. You know, call, and and, and I'm not talking about like you know getting angry and mad and like no, calling you, out your friend. Just being like, can't. hey, bro, like don't say that. That's right. wrong. Right. You know, like that's not okay. And um and and just even those little gestures, you know, will impact such positive change long term. Right. You know, just having those little things right this in the
0: you know they, they use the term microaggression or whatever yeah. but it's like things this problem like you say exists on a micro level it, yes there's the systemic mm-hmm. we can talk about that right. but on the micro person-to-person level mm-hmm. it would just take a million of those little ones to yeah. start getting the ball yeah. rolling
2: absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah and i've you know and i've seen that growth even in myself you know yeah. and even in some of my friends you know we've come a long way and um yeah and and i feel like yeah starting like, people say, like, change the world by changing your world. Yes. And I know that's, like, super, like, <laughs> cliche and, like, <laughs> uh, kind of campy. Man. But no, but I truly believe that. I've been able to affect, hopefully, affect positive change on a larger scale by affecting small change on a personal level. Yeah. Right? And, and, yes. that's, and it, starts, it starts here. It starts here in front of you. It starts who's around, It starts with who's around you. Right. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think that's really important.
0: Yeah, because now you've probably seen in your time because you do the activist kind of work, Mm -hmm. you you run into some people. Maybe this is like a straw man that Mm -hmm. I'm making up, but of a white activist who's doing it for the wrong reasons. You ever see that? Um,
2: So the thing is, is like I like um, people will like to whatever the like armchair activists or you know or like um, people like white saviorists, like white saviors, blah blah blah. Um, Honestly. Uh, if someone's showing up (laughs) that's enough fair enough for me you know if they're if their heart's in the wrong place you know I hope they find it and I'm sure if they continue to do what they're doing Mm -hmm. they will right Um, but yeah I don't you know I when we say like activism they're showing up for the wrong reasons um, I'm sure you, know, you have counter protesters right're well, there yeah. to like like you know really physically, <laughs> physically be a wrong reason, but um no like you um I honestly feel yeah like some like yeah white people that show up again uh, and, and with no full understanding or full knowledge, mm. you know sometimes they can get a bad rap, but in reality like they're trying, sure. you know, I truly believe if they're showing up, there is a willingness to learn. And and that's enough for me. So let's like let's let's celebrate that, you know. Okay. Let's let's yeah, um, and yeah, and I, and I see, and, and it, it, it's all about numbers. Mm. Like it, it doesn't matter, you know. Um, yeah, it, it just it, just the body. Even like I have some friends come to some protests and they've never protested in their life before, mm. but I've given them, you know, a good understanding, and you know they have some sort of base knowledge and some sort of passion, you know, or some sort of stirring, you know, okay. to like fight for that cause, but, um, and, but then, yeah, just having them show up and have them learn as they go, just their physical presence is so important.
0: Okay, yeah. that, okay, that's interesting yeah. to me, because yeah. like I said, maybe it's a straw man of like mm-hmm. the white savior, the right. white activist that right. is doing it.
2: Yeah, again, so again, I don't speak for like... No, and know, I wouldn't want, general, to, right? wouldn't want you to. Um, but I guess just for me, yeah. Um, yeah, I just... I, I, I always... I give people the benefit of the doubt. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: because there's this, what to take it back to what you were saying before, which I fully agree with, is like to change the world, you got to change yourself, mm-hmm. and, and, and any positive change I think happens on a one to one, like one hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then, to have these people that think, well, we got to overthrow the government mm-hmm. and replace it with what, and you're going to tell us what to replace it with, like, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Right.
2: Um, it's so funny though, like for like as indigenous people, um, or even just for me personally being indigenous mm-hmm. you know people like to use these like oh you're right wing you're left wing sure. you're liberal you're conservative yeah, it's yeah. like it's like for indigenous people it's like we existed before those wings th- even. those existed <laughs> right so it's like 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 we're in reality like we're just we're fighting for the land yeah you know we're fighting for the people and we're we don't fall into any political spectrum like we just are who we are and, um, and we just have this overwhelming sense of responsibility, you know, to protect mm. the earth, to protect our languages, you know, and to protect our, you know, our women and children. And so, yeah, it's so funny when we talk about, like, politics and, and like, overthrowing the government and all of this stuff. Like, I have no idea <laughs> what any of that looks like. Oh, well, yeah. Um, all I know, is, all I know is, 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 is justice for my people. That's all I want. Yeah. In the end, kind of the bottom line. That's... Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. All I
0: know is justice for my people. Yeah. yeah because again, yeah. so much of even this, so much of what you're dealing with now is a framework that was put mm-hmm. over your people in order to control and
2: yeah. ultimately eradicate exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a matter of doing what we can with what we have mm-hmm. within these colonial constructs to just disrupt, you know, mm-hmm. um, frustrate, annoy, whatever, <laughs> sure. you know, just anything to 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 keep the you know the fire burning right yeah, right so that that
0: the... is that is an active part of it is is to, because you have to right yeah. how, how else would you oh, Shonen. hi Shannon oh, hey, hey,
2: hey. <laughs> I heard you singing <laughs> yeah that was awesome <laughs> <laughing people>. yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry love it no that's great um sorry where were we um we were yeah I was just gonna say like. Yeah, I don't remember. It's
0: crazy how fine the thread is. That if you get away from the conversation, then it's gone. Yeah, right. That's, maybe yeah. that's welcome to my brain. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that speaks to me and you yeah. because I had that moment also. where it Was like, uh. yeah.
2: whoa, are we but, just hanging out? <laughs> right.
0: And now I know as a listener of podcast, the listeners are like, you idiots! You were talking about
2: this, mm-hmm. but when you're in it, you can't. You can't remember. Right. No, it was. Um, we were talking about politics. I was
0: kind of asking you about like part of the activism that you do is necessarily disruptive like it actually oh,
2: oh yeah 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 just kind of yeah even just like yeah disrupting the status quo right because white supremacy um thrives on normal or normalcy thrives on um calm thrives uh, on status quo status quo thrives on you know just
0: being allowed to roll over
2: yeah basically yeah
0: that's an i'd like to could you say more about yeah, that? yeah
2: and so we and when I talk about you know people, I talk about confronting it and calling it out. You know, right. people always think it's like going to be this loud, brash, noisy thing. Right. But again, right, it, it's all it starts with the small things. But um, yeah, it's just like yeah, white supremacy thrives on not being disrupted. You know, by nobody saying anything, by people forgetting about it, by just like letting it do what it was meant to do. Mm. Right. Um, but we defeat it by disrupting it. Sure. And disrupting it by any means necessary right again if it's in conversation Mm -hmm. with me and you or if it's blocking a a railroad you know in solidarity for a land defender Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like they don't and people are like oh well you indigenous people like you natives you're all like you're you're so angry and you're yelling at us and you know you're trying to make us feel guilty and all these things and it's like yeah well we're never like were, we're never meant to make you feel guilty but it's like you you never listened to us when we were calm. You never listened to us when <laughs> right. we were, you know, having like a normal conversation without any anger, you know, mm-hmm. like, we, like I, I, I've been posting things on my Facebook for years, right? right? Uh, when it comes to indigenous issues and, you know, of course those same things are happening and I'm a little bit more angry about it. And I'm a little right. bit more active in my words and in my language. Um, maybe a little bit more harsher you know and then i have people coming at me like oh we should be promoting like love and unity and encouraging <laughs> and i'm just like right. i'm just like yeah you never listened to us when we weren't like this right, right? so we're going to do it anyways you know and people always equate anger negatively they equate mm. they equate anger with hatred or they equate anger with with something bad right interesting but um for a lot of indigenous people our anger is very is very much necessary mm-hmm for the movement.
1: Yeah. yeah, It, yeah, it fuels, it it, it, fuels it.
2: it fuels it. And and it's like angry for those kids who never made it home. Right. Like if your response to that is an anger, right? Or, mm-hmm. to, or isn't some sort of like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you know, like th- 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 that's, you know, th- there's an issue there. Uh, it speaks a lot about yourself. Yeah. You if, you,
0: if that doesn't anger you. It doesn't right. anger you, right? how could it not i mean it would just be that you just aren't really computing what that is right picture a room full of 200 kids yeah
2: yeah yeah for some people you know it's just a number and it doesn't mean anything right because they're like you know they're untouched unbothered but it's like if you really unpack it it's like yeah those were 215 children and um and the worst massacre ever perpetrated by the united states in one was a in America, it was 300. 300 uh, mm. Lakota Sioux were killed by the 7th Cavalry um, in the late 1800s. And that was 300. And that was, yeah, to this day, it's like the worst massacre in the history of the states um, when it comes to indigenous people. And you have 215 Native kids just found in one grave, right? right?
0: One place. And that's just,
2: wet, and that's, you know, and that's like two quarters of that number. And it's like, and it's only going to be more. You know, they're, yeah. they're only, they're what, they're on 535 now. Right. Yeah. Was it? Found, um, really? Yeah. yeah, they did. Today, I'll sh- uh, oh, let me see if I can find. There was Cam Loops and then there was, um, oh, sorry, I don't want to waste your time. No, no. Oh, well, anyways, yeah, it's up to three, 335 or something okay. today. And again, yeah that's when I say like Canada, like Canada has no more excuses. No, Like there, there's a reckoning happening and the more, you know, Canada has such a stereotype of like, oh, we are like these fun, polite, loving (laughs) hockey players who (laughs) drink maple syrup and we say, sorry. Right. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I I say to people, I'm like, racism, racism is as Canadian as hockey and racism is as Canadian as the beaver, you know what I mean? Like these things that are so synonymous with Canada, you know, racism is definitely um, in there. And it's just like a matter of um, showing the world, yeah. right, that a, gen- like a genocide happened here. You know, it's like if you think, like, it's like if you only learned about it when you graduated high school, you think about like all of the other countries in the world that have no idea. No idea. You know, right? We're not even teaching our own exactly. Country. Yeah. We're not even teaching our own country these things, Man. and so yeah, um, it's going to be quite horrific the discovery of the more bodies. But mm-hmm. it's going to need to happen. It needs to happen. Yeah, and it's, yeah,
0: yeah it, it's, yeah. it really got me thinking. Maybe about a year and a half ago, about about okay, if we're going to call it a genocide, and. I want to call myself a Canadian, mm-hmm. I have to necessarily take that into my identity and be like, I am living on the back of a genocide. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like you. And then I thought to myself, well, no, I don't. I, I can choose not to. But it's like, I don't think you can. No. I, I think if you call yourself Canadian, Canadian you have to reckon with it.
2: You have to it. reckon with that, you know. And, yeah, and like, like the missing and murdered Indigenous women, sure. you know, like still happening to this day, right? Still. and um, And it's like you know, people will talk about genocide as a past tense, but it's, like, it's ongoing, like... Sure. Right? Like, we're in it. it
0: continues. You know,
2: and um, and we talk about, you know, all the, with the pandemic that happened, you know, people are like, oh, like, we're all living in, like, this post-apocalyptic world. And it's, like, <laughs> for Indigenous people, ever since contact, we've been living in a post-apocalyptic world. You know, like, for sure. us, you know, like, this is... Um, you know, we're living in the land being occupied by a foreign invader still to this right. day, right? And, um, and it's like just a matter of looking at them like that versus, you know, someone will say, oh, well, they, ne- they need to stop being victims. They need to stop playing the victim. I've heard that so many times about indigenous people. Huh. You know, like they just need to get over it. They just need to move on, right. you know, and I just like I want to correct that <laughs> Saying or that idea that it's like, how can we possibly move on when our people are actively still being killed by both state and settler? Still you know? actively being
0: mm-hmm. sure. Can yeah. you tell me more about that? Yeah.
2: Well, like, you, like um, police, like still to this day, you know, the overrepresentation of Indigenous people being killed by police. Um, mm-hmm. Like even um, like in Winnipeg, there was a, a 16-year-old Indigenous girl, Alicia Hudson. I think her name was. You know, killed by. Killed by cops, um, and then you have there was a, a woman in um, in the Maritimes, an Indigenous woman. The police went for a welfare check. Ah, I should know her name. Um, I know the yeah, you are talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah but they end you know they, they ended up they ended up shooting her and yeah. killing her. you know, and I think it was over within three months. The police had killed like three yeah Indigenous people, and and um, and and you have to think about Joyce Aquan who went to a hospital and so it's not just the public servants in general, like the hospital system is super racist towards indigenous people where Yeah Siakouan went to a hospital in Quebec and as she lay dying
1: Yes, she they were recorded talking about
2: herself. Her. Yeah, they were calling her, you know, a dirty Indian and that she would be, yes. better, she was only good for sex and that she'd be better off dead. And that's just, you know, and that's just that's one, one video of one woman, you know, imagine emergency rooms, you know, countrywide. And so, yeah, it's like, how can we, you know, we celebrate our doc, we celebrate all of yeah. these public servants mm-hmm. and it's like, fro- again, it's back to being patriotic where, yeah, pa- mm-hmm. you know, being proud of those things is, yeah, very colonial mm. when, like, they are actively destroying lives, you know. To to to, to some degree, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah.
0: yes, for sure. You have to you have to reckon with both sides of it.
2: Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: Another one that came to mind is it in Saskatchewan, is it Bushy, Colton Bushy?
1: Col- oh my goodness, yeah.
0: It's like, yeah, okay, he was trespassing and he was shot mm-hmm. and then was that guy acquitted
2: or Yeah, Gerald Stanley walked free. How can you oh my gosh. How can so, you shoot Yeah. They um
0: I'm guilty of not knowing the facts of the case, but mm-hmm. I, I don't see a way that that
2: Yeah. Basically, he was on... There's a really good documentary called uh, We Will Stand Up. Okay. And um, and it chronicles the whole thing, basically the truth of what happened. Um, and, yeah, Gerald Stanley, basically, he got off on a hang fire, mm. which, which I, I don't really understand too much. Basically, um, it's like you shoot the gun and... Or no, there's a bullet still in the chamber, and after you shoot, and there's like a delay, and it doesn't fire right away, and so basically, yeah, Gerald Stanley got off with like this super bogus um, thing, and um, it was actually quite traumatic. Like he, the same handgun that was like used to kill Colton was like given to Gerald Stanley in the courtroom (laughs) to like reenact what had happened. And so that's just, and that's just like, oh, like that how messed idea. up, how messed up? You, right. know? you know and his body was left uncovered for 24 hours um, and, and it rained that night and washed away like so much of the evidence sure. and, and like the crime scene investigator, who based all of her findings didn't even go to the scene. she based it all on pictures that they took like, so just like there's so many things on so many levels, right. like it was like super injustice, um, and even just like in my own. Family. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but there were two Métis hunters murdered yeah, in northeastern Alberta. Yeah.
0: You made some posts about that, yeah, one, right? Yeah. So
2: that's yeah. My uncle, my uncle Morris. was your my uncle? And Jacob. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And and the men who killed them have almost gotten out of prison like four times now, on bail. And um, and legally, you're only allowed to apply for bail twice, also, which is like super messed up. It just kind of shows you the system. Um, but it was actually wild and super sad. Um, but the day that I got the news, you know, that my cousin and uncle were murdered by two settlers, my first thought wasn't mourning. Mm. My first thought was, they're gonna walk free. Mm. Like my my heart, my my mind immediately went to Colton Bushy. Sure. I was super familiar with that case, super familiar with that trial. And before I could even be sad that my cousin and uncle were dead, I was worried that <laughs> it, the system was gonna fail them.
0: Right, that justice wasn't gonna be.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and so that kind of just shows you all you need to know about our our, our system, our judicial yeah. system. And, and
0: the experience of being Aboriginal in that
2: system is mm-hmm. just, that's, yeah. you know, your yeah. somehow it, your life is yeah. less than? It was never made to benefit us in any way, any sense.
0: And so when form. I... Right, exactly yeah. right. It wasn't mm-hmm. ever made to benefit you in mm-hmm. any way. It's just... It's it's remarkable that that persists in such a way where it's like you, your benefit is still never taken into account mm-hmm. a lot of the time to this day yeah yeah
2: to this day yeah yeah you know would me? you
0: like to talk more about that yeah, with your uncle
2: I could um, so basically they tr- the the killers and it's a very it's the same like Colton Bushy was was accused of stealing right. was accused of being a thief right. and so it justified right his horrific death even right. then even if he was right <laughs> you horrific. still don't kill somebody over 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 a thing no um but basically the yeah in my in my family's case um yeah the the two men that killed them yeah tried to tried to claim that you know my cousin and uncle were stealing but in reality like that's so far from the truth but you know canada is like a place where a settler can kill a native man and turn himself into the police and then plead not guilty that's exactly what he did. That's what the what one of them did, and then the other one wasn't arrested until two months after the fact. Two, um, months. two months, yeah. That's what they knew it, who it and was. they knew exactly who it was. Yeah, um, and so that was kind of the start. So again, it started off right, right, against us, um, right, and then yeah, and then they were uh, they were able to apply for bail once through the provincial court. It was denied. Mm-hmm. We had to show up to court for that. Um, and then they once you get if you get it denied on a provincial level you can go through the um, or What's it, the Supreme Court? What's ours?
0: Um, Court of Appeal?
2: No, the, the the top one. Yeah, Supreme Court. It's Supreme. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking America. No, oh, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah the Supreme Court, so yeah, they, they uh, then they applied for a bail appeal through the Supreme Court, and then that was denied and then on yeah, and then on a separate occasion, they tried to use rising COVID numbers apparently in the remand center to get out, um, and then just like a whole bunch of like bullshit right. and tactics. And where um, is it at right now? Um, they're at so basically, they're we we have like a very strong feeling that you know like justice is going to be served in our case, but um, with the with this family like the the killers, they um they had they've they're. The trial was originally set end of October, beginning of November. Okay. Um, so now that they've run out of bail appeals mm. and ways to do that, they fired their defense team. Oh. And so by firing their defense team, the trial dates get canceled. Oh. And so now we have to go back to court again coming up. It's actually on June 21st oh. to pick new court dates. but probably not going to be for another year, right. maybe two years. So basically what all they're doing, they're just grasping, like they're just trying sure. to prolong their time. And so, and it's like, and in those two years, what other, you know, what other bullshit are they going to pull? Right. Well, exactly. Yeah. And so it's all very much calculated and it's all been like very much working against our family. But yeah, we've still just been like showing up and like hosting rallies in front of the law courts. Oh and, yeah. Um, and it's actually wild. Um, the killer's family, they've come and they've counter protested. Um, one three people came, one person had a sign that said race had nothing to do with it. Mm. The second person had a sign that said bail is a constitutional right. Okay. And the third person had a sign that said hashtag free or hashtag fair trial, John eight. So they're trying to like portray these men, these as good Christian men. You oh, know, that I would see. never do any sort of wrongdoing and and, you know they're trying to portray my cousin and uncle as you know these dirty thieves you know sure. kind of got what they deserved but in reality yeah they were just like my uncle and cousin were were, were hunted were shot down on the side of the road right you know just in in cold blood
1: yeah. and
2: um, and yeah now yeah as an indigenous person it's like this is what it's like right. to be native just, in Canada just another to be day. native in this in this racist judicial system right you know because if you think about it, if two native men killed two white people in that same way, there would like those native men. They wouldn't, you know. There would there would be no chance for them to get out ever.
0: It'd be over. It'd it would be, be over. over.
2: It would be cut and dry. And I, you know, I remember back in uh, I think it was two years ago. There was that tourist couple that were murdered in northeastern or northwestern British Columbia. Oh, they were like
0: German or something. Yeah,
2: by that port Al- by those two Port Alberni teens.
1: We're sure, yeah. Right. He Um, shot
2: one. Yeah, yeah. They killed. They killed three people actually in BC along the road, and there was that big manhunt. Remember throughout throughout Canada. Oh yes. That mass, and they ended up in like northeastern Manitoba, all the way from British Columbia. And they killed themselves before. Yeah, they they did. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I forgot about that. Um, Yeah. But I remember this specifically because I remember when those two white tourists were killed right in northeastern BC. Immediate calls for justice. You know, RCMP throws every resource available. Right. You know, and. uh, and then when my cousin and uncle were murdered, it barely made the local news. <laughs> and, uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, you have the comments, you, have, you, you see the news articles for, that, for the, the tourists who were murdered, you see the news articles online, and you see the comments, and, you know, it's, oh, this is such a tragedy, and, you know, we need justice, and we right. need to bring those killers to jail, and they deserve to rot in hell, and all these things, you know. But then on my cousin and uncle's, um, like the 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 news reports, sure, right, That sure, came yeah. through about their murder. You know, you see the comments. Oh well, what were they doing? Oh, they oh, doing? why why were they why were they there? Right. Oh, there must be two sides to this story. Right. You know. Oh, um, you know, they must be. They, they must have been doing something shady. You yeah. know, in order for them. You know. So when indigenous people are involved, mm-hmm. you know people always ask those questions. Indigenous people are somehow always responsible for their own horrific deaths in in this colonial system, right? Where two white people get murdered and, you know, it's the, 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 the response from the public is so much more right. different, right?
0: It's hard to reckon that, and I'll tell you, when I, when I sat down with Brittany O'Heat mm-hmm. in February, mm-hmm. and she was the one that recommended you come on the show, mm-hmm. I was in a different place then, and I didn't, I hadn't reckoned with this stuff the way that I even have now six right. months later or four months later. Right. It still hits me in a way where I cannot make sense of it, but rather than somehow find a way around it logically, I just have to just let these stories be told, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's impossible for me to really understand.
2: Right. No, it is. It is. Yeah. And I don't expect anybody to understand. Right. right? But yeah, it's just a, it's a matter of just like listening and, and being aware that this is how it works. These right. are settler tactics and they've existed. <laughs> forever mm-hmm. you know what I mean like settlers have been killing indigenous people and claiming th- claiming the th- they, they, they settlers know they can throw the thieving Indian card into the court doesn't matter what they've done all they have to say are those words and they have a trial on their hands right you know oh there's got to be some substance to mm-hmm. that thieving Indian, you thieving Indian you because
0: th- that again is it seems to me uh, uh, the colonial, I guess, judicial mm-hmm. idea of like personal property mm-hmm. is is, is property, everything. Right? Yeah,
2: exactly. RCMP protect property, not people. Right. Right. And um, and it showed in that. Yeah, in, in the Colton Bushy case. Like after after Colton Bushy had died, after Gerald Stanley killed him, um, RCMP showed up to his mom's house to give his, the mom his mom the news of the murder. Right. They showed up with tactical gear. They had their guns drawn. They went house I they they, they surrounded yeah. the house. They went room to room. They were smelling his mom's breath to see if she was drunk. Right. And when she collapsed after they gave her the news her son was dead, they literally picked her up off the ground and said like, "What is wrong with you?" and they shook her <laughs> thinking she was intoxicated. What's and wrong I, with me? Right? Yeah. And I'm just like like, that, that shouldn't happen to a person, you know? And, 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 and then again, it was the RCMP. And the RCMP were found. They destroyed evidence that really? night. They destroyed evidence, and there's proof that they destroyed evidence. But, of course, this is now released. That, that news was actually only released, like, a month ago, f- three years removed from the trial, right? So, or two years removed from the trial. So now people will, oh, they destroyed evidence, whatever. It's all done, oh, you know? And Gerald Stanley made money off of the murder.
1: What? So How? So the,
2: the, the community started to go fund me. To support his legal expenses, and uh, and and they 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 like overshot their goal, oh. and so um, and he was I he was a Canadian hero. People were calling Gerald Stanley like a Canadian hero, and some of the comments online about like what had happened, you know. I saw a comment, oh, he shouldn't, like, Gerald Stanley shouldn't have left any witnesses, you know, then he wouldn't have to deal with this. Or, um, oh, maybe Colton shouldn't have been stealing, you know, maybe he wouldn't have died. You know, you just hear all of these things. Um, And another very Mm -hmm. famous uh, colonial saying when it comes to that, have you ever heard of the terminology uh, shoot, shovel, shut up, (laughs) or SSS? Okay. Okay, so I'm just gonna uh, do a little backstory here. I think it was during the Ralph Klein... Era mad cow disease Mm. was happening, and um, and some farmers were talking about. uh, I think it was like a town hall. I can't remember specifics, but basically, I was like, "Well, if one of my cows gets sick, am I just expected to like shut my whole plant down?" And then Ralph Klein, it was like off the book apparently, but he was like, uh, "Shoot!" He basically said, "Shoot, shovel, shut up, shoot the cow, bury it, don't talk about it." Right. right? Um, But then that terminology. Switched to thieves all of a sudden. So now, when, like, you know, you, and it's kind of, it's horrific too because, um, you know, after the Colton Bushi murder, Mm -hmm. after Gerald Stanley killed him, you know, you just all, and all of the, like, CBC, all of the news, all of the news articles posting about it, you see SSS. S-S-S, s s all these white people. Just, oh, in the comments. In the comments. Wow. So it's just like this universal like, language, coded, code, yeah. you know? And, um, and you think about S-S-S, shoot, shovel, shut up. You think about our missing and murdered indigenous women, Amen. right? You think about the Highway of Tears in northeastern mm. right, British Columbia, and you think about all of those rural properties on that highway. That they have hundreds and hundreds of acres. How easy is it for them to hide a body, you know, on their property, right? Yeah. And so it comes back to, yeah, it's like this, this, this shoot, shovel, shut up, this colonial mindset that it's like, it's open season for indigenous people. It's open and it always has been, you know, and now the world is slowly, star- I am hoping, you right. know, society is slowly <laughs> starting to see that. But um, yeah, and Colton, Colton Bushy's case really um, exposed that, exposed um, basically all of the problems within the judicial system in one court case, you know? And so I'm, oh, there's a spider. Oh. Um, and I'm hoping with, like, my cousin and uncle's court case, um, yeah, like justice will be served and that, you know, this is like, um, I, feel, I don't know, I like to say it's like just kind of where we're at in general mm. as a society. I like, like, you know, white supremacy's last stand, sure. you know, to some degree, I, I hope, hope. Yeah, okay. right, where um, I think, yeah, with my cousin and uncle's trial, it'll be a turning point. Um, especially because, like, my um, like the people who killed them. One of them like owns an oil field company yeah. in 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 Glendon, you know. And one of the, and he was one of them is like the former Agriculture Society president. So like you know you have power, True. you have status, mm-hmm. you have money, you know, <laughs> and you have privilege. Yeah. And it's like you're that's your classic villain. You know what <laughs> I mean? You know? Yeah. And uh, and and for this and this community is still just in defense of the killers like the community as a whole and a lot of i'm sure a lot of white people in rural communities you know Mm -hmm. um yeah even just to see the comments online about like you know oh well your cousin and uncle shouldn't have been stealing and and beating people up and (laughs) and one of them described what had happened as a gunfight that my cousin and uncle somehow lost a gunfight a gunfight yeah it was like guns were pulled and sadly you know there was a winner and there was a loser (laughs) and um and even just to hear that, that to hear their murder being negated to a to a loss, you a know, loss to, to to something that they lost, that you they, know? Fought they, they fought lost. for. You know, yeah, you know, a fight is two equal sides, you know, yeah. um, fighting together. And um, and it's actually just like to see that. Yeah, there was one specific comment. Yeah, talking about murder is like a gunfight that they had lost but that 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 is also like a very colonial mindset mm-hmm. and i, I kind of mentioned before like wound, the wounded knee massacre sure and so massacres in the united states were all portrayed as battles in the history books yeah. every single massacre perpetrated was like oh the battle at wounded knee the yeah. battle at sand creek the battle at this the battle at that um, and so the wounded knee the battle at wounded knee was, you know, the Lakota Braves fighting the 7th Cavalry, okay. right? But in reality, it was like the indiscriminate slaughter of 300 women and children. Mm. Um, and, um, and 23 transgressional medals of honour were awarded for that battle, and that is the most medals of honour ever given out for any single battle, World War I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, Desert Storm, Afghanistan, Iraq. Wow. 23 medals of honour were given out for, for the slaughter of like women and children and and um, and it kind of just shows you like for the colonial for the colonial mind it's like oh well the the natives lost you know Mm. that was just a battle that they lost you know there was a winner and there was a loser and it's just so wild to see that mindset that originated you know or that didn't originate but like existed during that massacre to still see it perpetrated you know in a facebook Uh. comment directed at my family you know hundreds of years later hundreds of years later isn't
0: yeah. that crazy that it's the it is ultimately the same mindset mm-hmm. the settler mindset
2: 100% and and they and they exist and it's and like I said like white supremacy just transcends time right. and those white and those mindsets you know they transcend time because white supremacy is always being withheld and mm-hmm. whatever those structures that allow those mindsets to exist mm-hmm. yeah
0: i want to throw something out and i don't want you to take it the wrong way of course, yeah. um it, it's important to see Again, yes, there's two sides to whatever happened, of course. Mm-hmm. It, it, do you have to be careful to make sure to place the, necess- the necessary responsibility on on Indigenous people when something like this happens? Or is it always their behavior is in response to the colonizer and that they are somehow...
2: Um, I guess if you think about it, like... Um, I guess when it comes... It come, like, I know what you're getting at. It's like, uh, like the whole mindset, you know, well, like like natives are thieves. Right. Um, it's like, it's not always just natives who are thieves, right? Sure. But, but they're commonly, you know, like they're um, like crime mm-hmm. stems from addiction yeah. and addiction stems from poverty. And so 90% to 90 to 95% of these property crimes are usually addiction related. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if the person who is committing these crimes had the actual proper Supports to take care of their traumas. Mm -hmm. Right. It wouldn't lead them down that path. Right. And so for the fact that, you know, indigenous people have just been like completely and actively, you know, decimated Mm -hmm. in this country. All of those traumas translate right into poverty, into crime, into addiction. And so um, it's like addressing. Like the the the, the 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 crime isn't the real issue, sure. right? It's the it's the it's the systems that are actively you know still oppressing those people committing the crimes, you know. And again, it's not always indigenous people, right? But um, they're the ones who are always the scapegoats for that, right? Because um, it's so easy, mm-hmm. right, to 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 paint them as that. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I like the I like the yeah. way you took that, and that's mm-hmm. probably
0: right. It's like, yeah. yes. and
2: again, and I'm not saying like rural crime rates are through the roof. Absolutely, <laughs> not that's not. Yeah, and like I, and I'm not saying that. I'm just nope. saying that it's it's so much bigger than you know your quad getting stolen. Right. You know. Right. 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 And uh, yeah, and people don't want. Yeah, people. Yeah, they people don't, don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. No.
0: Right. It, uh, that's a great distinction to make. There is like, mm. uh, I like the way you took it, where it's like. Yes, crime is a result like mm-hmm. there's there's factors mm-hmm. that lead to the crime, absolutely
2: right? yeah you could take you could take the race out of it, yeah, exactly, you could you could, yeah yeah,'m so not again, asking and it, I'm no but after, but also, but. yeah, but I mean, like there's white people who are struggling right. like with addictions, you know, and again, like even the white people that are stealing, addiction is one hundred percent involved, right yeah um yeah, and um but yeah, but it's yeah, it's the indigenous people like but then a white person being arrested for a petty theft. Mm-hmm um and an indigenous person getting arrested for petty theft you put them in the same courtroom one's getting off a lot easier sure right yeah
0: and yeah. that's just statistically yeah we've seen that yeah Thanks. exactly so will what what is what do you do day to day just to 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 uh, i guess rage against the machine so to speak but to to, to disrupt and like what, what you know how do you i guess how do you balance your identity with with having to live daily life if that's
2: um oof i i i, I balance. I guess it's just like a matter I guess like self-care is mm-hmm. definitely like big for me especially sure. like working with um the community that I do and the type of things, you know, I interact with um can be like quite heavy. It just yeah, again, it's just like a lot of heavy things mm-hmm. kind of like sure. on all fronts. But um I don't know, like I'm I'm a very hopeful person and I've always been a very hopeful person and so by, by being that it's def it definitely helps stem like the trauma and stem the stress mm. and stem the sadness um, like I'm a very emotional person okay um, and so like i'm not a, like I'm not a, afraid to cry um, i'm not af- I'm not afraid to get angry um, and I'm not afraid like about like what people will think of me mm. in those moments and so that also helps just kind of just living sort of like shame free, um, you know, and just like, um, just doing what I think is best, um, because it's gotten me to this point. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's just a matter of, um, yeah, just like taking care of myself um, taking care of my mental health, you know, Mm -hmm. the proper medications, um, you know, going to uh, actually have, I'm, I'm slowly in the process of starting to go to therapy, which Mm. is like super exciting. And, um, and I'm really excited to do that because I know that'll be super beneficial. Um, Mm. yeah. And I, I honestly, yeah, I just like, I don't, I I can't really say what I do specifically. No, that's, you know, mm -hmm. I just kind of do it. Yeah. Well, that's good.
0: Shooting from the, like from the heart. Yeah. Following the path.
2: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I very much live like with my heart on my sleeve and Mm -hmm. and I'm very much, I, I I, I can be very compulsive Mm -hmm. and just, you know, like make rash decisions sometimes. But at the same time, it's like I, I trust myself and I know, I know what I'm doing is good. And I know, um, I know I am here today because somebody before me, Like, loved me so much, right? Mm -hmm. Like, my ancestors before me loved me so much that I exist today. And I like to say, like, I am my ancestors' wildest dreams, (laughs) right? Um, And it's so incredible to be all, like, you know, we talk about the system actively, you know, working against indigenous people. But Mm -hmm. to be a person in the system that's a threat to the system, you know, is kind of empowering you know to a degree you know no like you know going to sleep at night knowing that i'm a threat to canada's existence right it's kind of <laughs> like whoa that's pretty cool you know like i can take some pride in that sure. right and and know that um yeah that what i'm doing is I, i'm on the right side of history if mm. that makes sense nope, that's, right yeah i've
0: heard that said yeah sure yeah how do you how do you balance because i guess i'm curious then about like indigenous concepts of justice mm-hmm. like like we said, like things will, things happen. Right. People, people do run afoul right. of, of yeah. the right. Yeah. Yeah. What, what then would that look like to you?
2: Justice. Um, what, like, and so again, like I'm still trying to figure out, um, yeah, we talk about how they, again, yeah, there was a time right before these systems and we hope for a time after. But sure. Um, like, like I want, like restorative justice, mm-hmm. you know, is okay. definitely something that, um, I believe in like quite a bit, and um, and just like uh, like like the culture, mm-hmm. right? I, and I've been told this so many times, like especially from like Christians and stuff. It's like, <laughs> oh well, the culture isn't saving them. Like, look where the culture has got them. Right. And it's like, well, in the past one hundred and fifty years, we've only seen the culture for what's been done to it. You know what I mean? Like, um, I would love to see all indigenous people, you know, practicing their culture. And I feel like um, for a lot of, yeah, like people who do commit crimes or do commit, you know, bad things, um, you know, I, you know, hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like everybody deserves, you know, a second chance. And, And sometimes maybe not freedom, right? And again, I I don't, I honestly, when it comes to those sorts of things, like I haven't, like I still am figuring it out, you know, for myself. Sure, sure. um, And and what that looks like. Um, But it's the matter, it's a matter of like the people in prison who shouldn't be in prison, right? I think is like the fight for when we talk about like abolishing them and defunding them. Um, But then, yeah, for the, for the, For the ones that like really do like the bad crimes, you know, I feel like again, yeah, there's some sort of form of justice that exists for them, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I don't know what it looks like. Yeah. Well, no, that's yeah. okay. I mean, it's a big question. I'm it just, is. Yeah.
0: I'm curious yeah. because it does seem like some of those structures, they serve a purpose mm-hmm. oh, in absolutely. maintaining some form of yeah. order among the people, right? Right. But yeah, but, yeah. It,
2: but it's, um, it can definitely be done a different way yeah. and it can definitely be done in a less oppressive way right a more communal way a more positive way you know and again i don't know what it looks like mm-hmm. but i believe in that i believe something like that exists and can happen right and it's it, but because we don't know right we don't know what it's like right we no, don't know what we the weren't answer. there we weren't there yeah. exactly um but i believe yeah a, a life like that exists outside of these colonial constructs and systems but and again, I'll, I'll, it sucks because I probably will, won't see it in my lifetime, right? But right. I'm definitely going to do my part in in fighting for it.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. Well, Will, thanks for your time, man. Yeah, really appreciate you're that. welcome. Yeah, <laughs> thanks great. for
2: having having me. This hey. is like a really good conversation. My pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure. It's really got me thinking about a lot of things too. Cool. Right yeah. on. Is there
0: is there anything you got going on, or anything that people you want to draw attention to, or just um, any yeah? Words? I guess if
2: anything, I just want like. There's still a lot of people that don't know about the murder trial, like, regarding my cousin and uncle.
1: Okay.
2: Um, so if you just, like, Googled um, Jacob Sam- Sansom and uh, Morris Cardinal. Okay. Um, or even just Google, like, Métis hunters murdered Alberta. Sure. You'll find articles on it. Um, there's actually a Facebook page. Okay. Called Justice for Jacob and Morris. You guys can follow it and follow along kind of what's been going on. I know June 21st is the next court trial. Mm -hmm. It's going to be in St. Paul, Alberta. Um, I'm thinking I'm going to try to, like, organize maybe like a small rally. My family gathers outside the courthouse usually every time there is one. Um, So that's kind of, yeah, justice for Jake and Morris. So J-U-S-T-I-S-E. Uh, Four and then Jake is J A K E and Morris is M O R R I S. Okay. Yeah. I can li- I can link to that yeah. in the in the notes. Yeah. yeah. On Facebook. And, and
0: um, on the twenty first of June, it's going to be in Saint Paul. You said it's going
2: to be in Saint Paul. Okay. Yeah. And that's actually on uh, on Indigenous Day. So uh-huh. uh, I know there's going to be like events for Indigenous things here in the city. But like, yeah, my family will be out there, um, and I'm going to see yeah try to get, try to mobilize some people yeah, uh, to come from the city to go out there because it's really in those communities that, <laughs> that need the, well, that's that where need the awareness, right? Those yeah, are man. the echo chambers that, you know, perpetuate these harmful mindsets. And I'm not just saying rural communities obviously it exists everywhere, but yep. yeah, there's a pretty big, uh, <laughs>
0: Oh man, it's, it, it's, it's actually shocking. Mm-hmm. I, I, I interviewed for this podcast a few, a few months ago, a reporter and a cameraman who went out to, uh, some of the Black Lives Matter rallies in Panoka yeah. and Red Deer, and wow. what a nightmare that was. Wow. You know? yeah. and, to, and then myself, in February, I was at the one at the legislature. Yeah. That, I don't know, maybe you were there. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Were at you? the
2: clamshell. Yeah, I yeah. was there last summer. Okay, yeah. I was shooting for yeah. City
0: News, and it was just like... To, it just nothing good was happening let's put it that mm-hmm. way nothing positive was mm-hmm. happening it no. was just
2: yeah just chaos sometimes. Yeah, and yeah. that's
0: the world we're living in but I, I think like we both agree those, these one on ones and these conversations are where maybe some good could start
2: to, yeah. to grow change things right um, yeah what was I going to say we were talking about um, oh yeah like um, and it's gotten bad like, like when we talk about, like for indigenous people in these mm-hmm. rural communities like it's life and death sometime like for well, yeah. me personally like if I went back to my like if I went like um, if I went jogging through the back roads sure. you know of like Bonnie or Glendon you know um Might not be a it good wouldn't idea. be safe yeah. it wouldn't be safe for me um and and that's an issue that's a problem mm-hmm. right and um and yeah so we'll just like hopefully like that problem won't exist uh for ve- for, for much longer sure yeah
0: Man, it's interesting you say that because when I hear you say things about, like, you're a threat to Canada's existence, like, that that rocks me to
2: some extent because I have never felt right. unsafe for right. you yourself and yeah. felt, well, this system mm-hmm. isn't for me, mm-hmm. this country isn't for yeah. me. Yeah, living in fear sometimes is, yeah, it definitely takes its toll, mm-hmm. but at the same time, using it to fuel your fight and your right. passion to True. better things is, like, yeah, it's kind of what we have to do through, through humor and, and through, uh, yeah, through, through our voices. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah, Let's leave it there for now. I'd love to sit down with yeah. you again in six uh, yeah, months. But <laughs>
2: absolutely, yeah. Thank you so much.
0: Will, you're the man, buddy. Thank you.
2: You're welcome. Thank you for listening
0: to the North Bank Media Podcast. If you enjoy this conversation, please subscribe on YouTube and give us a like. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe as well and leave a five-star review. mm mm-hmm.